0: Hello and welcome to A Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel.
1: And I'm (laughs) Shi-O-Yon. I don't know why I did that, I'm sorry. I
0: don't know why you did that either, but hi guys. Hi. Welcome uh, back from the September 19, September
1: 2019 Right. Nintendo Nintendo Direct. We're here from the future (laughs) to bring you (laughs) video game news. But yeah, here here we are after a big old
0: direct and I think we're ready to talk about it.
1: Yeah, that was a that direct was a hefty lad. There's yes. a lot going on there. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was juicy. Um we got some stuff right, which is nice, but there's a lot I think that we did not see coming.
1: Yeah, and I'm completely okay with that because a lot of it was Awesome. Yeah,
0: I know. A lot of it was real cool. Yeah. Uh, so before we get into our September 2019 Nintendo Direct reactions, we have a couple corrections from the last episode. True. Uh, first is that I was talking about uh, Dean Dodrell's previous games like Dust and Elysian Tale. Right. And Gotta Keep Sneakin'. <laughs> uh, the game is called Never Stop Sneaking. You were close. I, I, was, I was close, yeah. He, he had the spirit of it. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a little confused, but he's got the spirit. That's me. <laughs> 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 I, like, I love I love that meme so much. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Uh also uh this is actually a correction of uh something that one of our uh longtime contributors, our longtime uh listeners has said in a listener mail for the previous episode uh-huh. uh Vinny G uh-huh. uh, when Telling us about an SNK character he'd really like to see, uh, he talked about Bub from Bubble Bobble. Right. And uh, and Bub, Bub slash Bubble Bobble slash Puzzle Bobble are all like, uh, you know, they were very popular games like on Neo Geo systems. Right. But it turns out they're not actually owned by SNK. Bubble Bobble
1: is owned by Taito slash Square Enix. okay. Wow, our podcast is so big now that we're correcting our fans. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I'm putting the correction here, not to not to like Rose Ginny. Oh, sure, Ginny. <laughs> not not to Rose Harry Potter's girlfriend
1: Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I I would like it if Bubble Bobble was in Smash.
0: <laughs> no, Ginny,
1: I'm Harry Potter, and I don't play Bubble Bobble. <laughs> What neither of them knew is that it was owned by Square Enix. <laughs>
0: anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not putting this into roast Viddy, but I I did not... uh, I forgot myself that Bubble right. Bobble was not owned by SNK and carried on as if it was for that whole segment. So I'm right, also right. correcting myself. I'm oh, mainly correcting myself. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, when I put that in the corrections part of our outline... Sean added,
1: we really bobbled that one. Sometimes I'm just at work, and I'm looking over the outline, kind of bored, throw something in there, <laughs> spice things up. Great. <laughs> you, you, this you, is my contribution to our prep that we do yeah, for the show. I make like a six-page outline. <laughs> and then I go, we really bobbled that one. Like, work thanks. complete. <laughs> thanks, Sean. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>
0: contributions are highly heavily valued oh yeah
1: no problem <laughs> Any anytime anytime
0: anyway those are the corrections yeah uh so now we can talk about the september 2019 nintendo direct and it's good that we're doing it so soon because there's a lot to talk about yeah uh first first thing we did in our predictions episode last time was we uh predicted when it would happen right and uh I predicted that it would be announced to air on September 9th or 10th, uh, 2019. Mm -hmm. Now, the interesting thing here is that when we recorded the episode, uh, a Nintendo Direct had not yet been announced. Right. Uh, so then we recorded the episode and they announced a Direct the day afterwards,
1: (laughs) uh, so then, Daniel frantically anima- uh, animated. Mm-hmm. Then Daniel frantically edited the predictions episodes so that we could release it the day of the direct. <laughs> yeah, in the like morning.
0: yeah, exactly in the morning, like like twelve hours before the direct itself, or something, or like or like ten hours. Right. Uh, so yeah, it aired on September fourth, twenty nineteen, which is a day earlier than the episode usually goes up. Uh, so that that was. That was a fun week for me. <laughs> right. But then the direct happened and it was actually a fun week for me because that was a, that was a cool direct. Yeah, it was. So first we'll break down all the predictions we made and whether or not we got them right. Uh, we started with our non Smash predictions, of course. And the first category of predictions we made was additional support for existing games and services. The first prediction we made that they would finally announce Super Nintendo games for the Nintendo online service. Right. And we nailed that one. Yeah. Uh, there, there were some details. We didn't nail every detail about it. I thought, for example, that it would launch with like 10 games and it, it launched with 20. Instead, we also, uh, we did make a few predictions for what it would launch with. I said it would launch with Super Mario World, F-Zero and Street Fighter 2. Uh, Sean said it would launch with Super Mario World, Link to the Past and Super Metroid. Right. Um, here are the 20 games that it launched with. It launched with Super Mario World, Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island, Super Mario Kart, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, Super Metroid, uh, Star Fox, F-Zero, Stunt Race FX, which is the first re-release that that game has ever had. Cool stuff. Cool. Uh, Pilot Wings, Kirby's Dream Land 3, Kirby's Dream Course, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Demon's Crest. Uh, Super Soccer, Super Poyo Poyo Two, uh, which is an import game.
1: Yeah, that was um, cool.
0: Yeah, that it's just in Japanese, but we get it in the states too. That's great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Breath of Fire, Brawl Brothers, Super EDF Earth Defense Force, Super Tennis, and Joe and Mac Two Lost in the Tropics. <laughs> uh, which means that all the Sean got all three of his games right.
1: Yeah, I- you know what's funny is that I think your uh your guess was better. <laughs> <laughs> and yet mine happened to be correct. Yeah.
0: I I did not expect them to like to release so many of their heavy hitters at launch. Right. Right? Um but they they did, you know, we got we got the best Super Nintendo Mario game on there, we got the best Super Nintendo Metroid game on there, mm-hmm. well, the only one, <laughs> and we got the uh and we got like, you know, the the Super Nintendo Zelda game on there. They're just already all three of them are right. there, like that big 3. Um, a Triforce, if you will. <laughs> sure. And uh, they announced those games, said that they would be out September 5th, which was the day after the Direct. And uh, and they also announced a, a Super Nintendo controller right. uh, that's Switch-compatible and is purchasable exclusively by Nintendo Online members. and uh, And then they said that they were—I think they technically said this after the Direct— um, In the direct, they were like, and eventually there will be more. And then they <laughs> right. clarified that, uh, they would no longer be updating NES games on a monthly basis. Right. And they would not be up- updating, uh, Super Nintendo games on a monthly basis. Instead, uh, just adding more games to each service intermittently from now
1: on. Which is kind of a bummer, but A, it makes sense, and B, we got twice the games we thought we would, so it's hard to be bitter about it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like the the launch lineup for this for Super Nintendo Online is actually really good. Yeah. Like you know, I uh, I've been messing with it since it came out. I've been like playing Demons Crest, mm-hmm. been playing some Super Puyo Puyo 2, and there's still several games on there. I was like, oh, I wanna I, I wanna boot that game up, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, uh, exactly. I think, and also the NES library was, when it launched, was much, like, it was much more underwhelming. Yeah. But they have since fleshed it out that right. both, both libraries are in kind of a satisfying place, and it's okay if they, like, wait longer to, to like, add more. Um, I have a feeling that basically NES and, and Super Nintendo games that get added are basically just gonna be direct announcements from here on out yeah that like, makes sense like every time they do a direct there'll they'll just be a bit worse like here's some new games being added to NES and SNES online right and then they'll announce like five to ten games total <laughs> right yeah yeah no, I think that's that makes sense
1: yeah or like three games per service or something um i'm I'm quite pleased with this you know as we've said with the lineup and everything. Uh, one thing that I did not predict is that it's, it's like a separate app. Yeah. Like, I really thought it was just going to be like, oh, you go to update the NES and then, wow. Well, it's look all at of that. them. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, nope. I'm, there I'm kind
0: of, I'm kind of glad they're separate apps. Hmm. Like,
1: I I feel like it'd feel cluttered if they were both clumped in the same app. Oh, for sure. No, I was just, I was thinking more like hit ZL and ZR to swap between them or something. Oh,
0: that oh, that'd be kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. But,
1: you know, it's I actually I enjoy having both of them on my home screen. Yeah. Uh, I was I made the mistake of venturing into YouTube comments on the announcement, and somebody <laughs> said like. SNES, they should be up to N64 and GameCube by now. <laughs> like Slow your roll, dude. Yeah, this is Nintendo. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. You can't like you. You should know by now how Nintendo paces things, <laughs> right? And it's not that's it's not the speed you're implying for yeah. sure. Yeah. No. Like I, I wonder, I wonder if they'll ever add N64 games to the service. Actually. Like yeah, I
1: was, that's another thing that I was thinking about, that random YouTube commenter, is, like, we don't even, there's no guarantee yeah. that we'll get more than SNES. I'd love it if we did.
0: Yeah, me, me too, but, yeah, like, they, I feel like they do an N64 classic before they mm. did N64 games for the, mm-hmm. for the Nintendo Online service. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, there's been no indicator that we would ever get that, so. Right. But yeah, I, I am pretty satisfied with the Super Nintendo Online Editions, actually. I, I, uh, I'm looking forward to them adding more because there's definitely some, some key players missing. Yeah. But I, I have faith that we will get them over time, so. I'll look forward to that. Me too. So, then, we predicted that they would show a new style for Super Mario Maker 2. Right. Um, I guessed that the style would be based on Super Mario Land 2 or Super Mario Bros. 2, and Sean guessed that it would be from either Donkey Kong 94 or Mario vs. Donkey Kong. It's spiritual sequel. Right. Uh, they, Super Mario, Super Mario Maker 2 did not appear during this direct.
1: Yeah, we got no shit about that game at all. Yeah,
0: like, I just, I, if they're not going to add a style, then why does the style menu look that ugly? <laughs> you know, why do they just have a blank space that's perfectly sized
1: for a new style to go in there? You would have been, in another life, like, a great, I don't know, like, interior designer or something. <laughs> because you have such a sense for, like, balance. Like, this is always, like, anytime time, like, uh, the first Injustice... Daniel mm. spent months pissed off that uh, the character selection screen was not symmetrical, <laughs> right? Like the, the, you always notice stuff like that that I would never notice.
0: Yeah, or or something like they were like it started out balanced, like heroes on one side and villains on the other, right? And then they stopped giving a shit, and then like <laughs> like fucking like like Lobo was on the hero side or something. Yeah, or, yeah. or something. Yeah. One could argue that he's an anti-hero, but it was something else. Like Zatanna was on the villain side, or something. Right. Something stupid. Yeah. This fucking dumb. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I, I feel, I do feel like that'll get announced eventually, but at this point, I have no idea when. Yeah. Uh, we thought there'd be uh, like just a like a DLC overview for Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. That game was not present. Uh, we thought they would show off some DLC ways for Fire Emblem Three Houses. That game was not present. Yeah, during the direct at all. Um, not
1: a lot of DLC, I don't think. Right, not that I can recall.
0: Um, there, there, I think there was some DLC stuff. Like they, they, uh, they showcased uh, Dragon Quest Eleven and mentioned that there would be some free DLC for that when it came out, okay. or like shortly after it came out. Um. But, uh, but
1: certainly not enough for there to have been a DLC montage, Like I was imagining. Yeah, like you predicted yeah. at one
0: point. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely not. That's all we guessed for, like, support for existing games. There was one existing game that did get support that we didn't even, like, think about. Okay, And that was Tetris 99. Oh, that's right! Yeah, they, uh... They... I, I put this in the Stuff We Didn't Predict section. Right. Uh... They added, uh, Tetris 99 Invictus, which was an update that, like, added, uh, various things to do in the game, like earning tickets to buy, like, themes and music and stuff. Right. Um, and, like, cause fun little cosmetic stuff. And, uh, they're also adding, like, paid deal, another wave of paid DLC with a two player battle mode and arena mode.
1: And there's going to be a physical version that releases in, in a bit. It's really funny to me to watch the slow evolution of Tetris 99 over time. <laughs> it almost reminds me of like how people often say that Bitcoin is a bunch of people slowly realizing the importance of financial regulations uh-huh. and, like, adding them in. In the same way, Tetris 99 is kind of just gradually becoming a normal Tetris game, <laughs> uh, if you're willing to shell out some bucks. Yeah. And I already have Playo Tetris, which is excellent, so I haven't spent any money on the optional stuff. Fair. But I still love the core experience.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's, I'm I'm glad that they kind of flush it out to like a legit Tetris experience.
1: Me too. I think it's cool. It's like modular Tetris.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, then we moved on from uh, support for released games and uh, and started predicting some stuff about confirmed releases with like 2019 to 2020 release dates. Right. Um. So first, Damien X Machina. We predicted that it would get a launch trailer. And maybe post launch support, but no season pass. Uh huh. Um, the launch trailer was actually already put on YouTube the day that we recorded. <laughs> uh, so there was not a launch trailer, but they did talk about Damon X Machina some, uh, to tell us that there would be a prologue demo. Right. Uh, which they revealed and then shadow dropped on the day of the direct. Mm-hmm. Uh, the prologue demo will, it's, it's the first part of the game, and you can, bring your save file
1: from that demo into the full game and and keep your progress. I really want to take a look at that uh, at some point, but lately I've just been obsessively playing the new Monster Hunter expansion. Yeah. To a point that's almost kind of unhealthy. Like, I, <laughs> I realized on Sunday that I, like, woke up, ate breakfast, and then played... I was so into what I was doing that I just skipped lunch. And so then Amy Lee... Daniel's girlfriend and Beep Boop group, friend of the Beep Boop group, yeah. uh, was making dinner. And I thought, like, God, why am I so fucking hungry? <laughs> Jesus, I'm so <laughs> hungry. What happened? And then I realized I just, I hadn't eaten anything since six in the morning.
0: Sean, I, I have, I have a news flash for you. This is what you do every time a new Monster Hunter comes out.
1: What? <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: You you nut <laughs> a major update comes out or a new game comes out and then like i don't see you for two weeks <laughs> especially if the game is on a console right because <laughs> then I, I can't in... just right, i yeah. can't bring it out yeah exactly you yeah. Can't, yeah you can't just br- have your
1: switch or your 3ds like playing it while you're technically in in the living room the last time i can remember losing time like that is when I first played civilization 5 hmm. I started a game at like 11 pms when I was in college, so I was a late boy yeah and I played for what I thought was like two hours and I won by uh, diplomatic victory and I thought like, well okay, it's about I probably ought to go to bed. it's probably like one in the morning and it was 5 a.m <laughs> <laughs> That was crazy like, yeah. It completely blew my mind. But anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> Damon X Machina, yes. So I do want to try out that demo. I just haven't because I'm obsessed with yeah. something else.
0: Yeah, that that's that's fair. I also want to get to Damon X Machina, but I I've given myself so many podcast projects lately <laughs> that I haven't really been playing video games much.
1: Right. You've um, just been making podcasts about video about games. video games, yeah. <laughs> I
0: really have lately been talking about video games significantly more than I've been playing them. <laughs> it does make me a little sad. I do miss playing
1: video games. Hey, you gotta, you gotta block out some time. And you gotta get back in there. Yeah, uh, your your Three Houses playthrough is really stagnating. Oh right
0: god, y'all, I really do need to play more Three Houses. <laughs> My girlfriend gets so sad because she's she's been chugging through she's on her second playthrough yeah she she beat her black eagles playthrough and now she's doing a blue lions playthrough and like she'll like turn to tell me something about the game and then she's just like you need to play more three houses daniel
1: god i i was really into that game for a period of time and like i think that it is Superb and one of the best fire emblems that has has been released. Yeah. Since I started playing Iceborne, every time I think about playing it, I'm like, God, I don't want to play that boring ass game. <laughs> I'm gonna play some Monster Hunter, <laughs> and then I do. I'm I'm
0: sure you'll be back to Fire Emblem. Once, oh, undoubtedly. Yeah, once once uh once the. The Iceborne fever has, <laughs> right.
1: has worn off. Yeah, the fever will break, and then I'll <laughs> be like, well, how, how could I have said that about three houses in my mind? How <laughs> yeah. could I have said it was a boring-ass game? <laughs> I'm sorry, Edelgard.
0: <laughs> I, I, I love how that's your internal monologue voice. Every,
1: <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, it really is. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, the, the David X. I'm not going to demo <laughs> that we've now diverted discussion from right. two or three times. Uh, it's looks cool. Yeah, it does look cool. I, I think that game looks cool. Yeah. Um, we predicted that Link's Awakening would get some gameplay, mm-hmm. like show more parts of the game and get a uh, and get some details on the Amiibo functionality, along with showing some examples of what like other Zelda related Amiibo do. Um we almost got this like exact like we almost got this completely right. Yeah. Um they did show more parts of Link's awakening gameplay like various clips of the game and they showed that you could save chamber dungeon data to any Zelda series amiibo uh and then like take that amiibo over to your friend's house and they could play your chamber dungeon. Which is cool. Yeah, that that's really cool. I really like that that feature. Yeah. Um I they did not show if any uh, specific amiibo did like specific things, right. the way that the the Link's Awakening Link amiibo will will put Shadow Link in your Chamber Dungeon, yeah, it didn't show that, uh, and that's something that I was looking forward to seeing. But otherwise, uh, we we nailed it.
1: Yeah, nice nice little update.
0: Yeah, we also predicted that there'd be some Luigi's Mansion Three details, but not necessarily any DLC announcement. And uh, there were new details. Uh, there was a yeah. uh, there are new parts of the hotel shown. Like they showed that like different parts of the hotel had different themes. Like uh-huh. there's a there's a disco suite in the hotel. <laughs> there's like a desert suite. Right. Um. And uh. And they even showed off a new mode, which I didn't anticipate. Uh, it's called Scream Park, and it's like a, a multiplayer versus party mode where uh, where you break into uh, teams of Luigi's versus team. Of (laughs) Guigi, and uh, and and you know, and like get like there's different, there's different like challenges. You can like get the most coins, or you can, or you can suck up the most ghosts, or whatever. It's it's different for each, like
1: it's very like Luigi's Mansion Mario party, yes, yeah, which is interesting. What's funny is that Guiji is conceptually so boring. <laughs> the name completely sold me. <laughs>
2: yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. If he was not called Guiji, I would think, like, oh, this is such a cop out. Why didn't they put, you know, Daisy in there or something? Uh-huh. Yeah. But God, he's just, just Guiji, man. It's great. <laughs> Guigi. It's great. Yeah.
0: You're right. The name really does make that concept. Yeah. It really does. Uh, yeah, but they also did not announce any DLC, so uh, right. we, we nailed that. I predicted that Mario and Sonic at the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games would show something that Sean thinks is cool. Lo
1: and behold, they really did.
0: <laughs> they like actually like Sean and I were watching the direct together, <laughs> and they they showed like a gameplay showcase, which had like the 8-bit mini games and a bunch of different events and a story mode where Mario, Sonic, <laughs> Eggman and a few other characters get transported into the 1964 Tokyo Olympics. Right. Uh and like after that trailer, Sean, forgetting I had said this, <laughs> turns to me and goes, "You know, that looks pretty cool for a Mario and Sonic game."
1: <laughs> yeah, they got me. Yeah. <laughs> they really did.
0: Ba-bam. <laughs> <laughs> My best prediction yet. But yeah, I uh <laughs>
1: That's a low bar. Yeah. <laughs> you're saying for yourself. <laughs> uh, 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 well,
0: you don't often admit that things are cool when, when you had previously said that it'd be stupid. Usually kind of like lock in and double down, but, uh, but it, it won you over. And I, I predicted that this would be one of those things
1: that did. So well, I know, feel proud. I've turned over a new leaf. That's why from now on, people are going to call me, <laughs> call me flexible Frank. <laughs> <laughs>
2: look at this magic theory I'm Daniel and, and I'm, I'm flexible, flexible
1: Frank, Frank. <laughs> yeah
0: uh. so that's that's a that's now a win for us both the that prediction uh yeah I kind of want that game i uh I don't know if it'll be my
1: budget when it comes out but i I do kind of want it. I'd still, I still wouldn't buy it myself, uh-huh. but it's good for people who like it that they get to have that cool stuff in it. Yeah, yeah
0: I I do still think that it'll be like the best game in that
1: franchise. Like,
0: yeah. by by a significant margin. Like, I, if, I
1: think that's a fair bet.
0: Yeah, like uh, if the other games in the franchise are kind of like in the in the high sixties to low seventies range, like Metacritic wise, uh-huh. I think this one will hit like. High 70s low 80s you know okay. i I almost think it'll just be like somewhere in the 80s It's like a
1: solid game yeah nice yeah I hope you're correct
0: me too. We predicted that Pokemon Sword and Shield would show off a couple evolutions introduce the sound type and we'll talk and will not <laughs> talk about the national Dex complaints uh it did not show any evolutions or new types, but it also did not talk about the national dex complaints so we got that half right right what they did discuss was four uh features they had like they kind of broke it into like four segments the first was that character customization is back Woo! and it's uh it's it's more advanced and it's it looks great you can change your hairstyle now and your hair color and yeah. uh
1: put on gloves (laughs) this was principally why i liked pokemon x and y yeah so i'm very excited that it's back
0: yeah it it looks great it looks like the best form of character customization so far so yes looking forward to that me too they showed off pokemon camp which is kind of like pokemon Ami, but you can interact with several of your pokemon at once in a camp and even yeah in a camp and even have uh other players Pokemon like show up and interact with your Pokemon right uh, the third thing they showed was that you can cook curry while you're at the Pokemon camp <laughs> and uh, and there's a bunch of different kinds of curry for you to unlock over the course of the game and finally the the fourth thing was that they showed off a couple new Pokemon uh, one of them was uh, cremorant yeah this kind of this kind of dopey looking like heron kind of bird. I, loved, I love Cramorant, yeah, I must say. No, I, I love Cramorant. It's a great design. And, like... But it's a pelican,
1: right? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, pelican? like a pelican.
0: Yeah. yeah, a pelican. Herons and pelicans are, like, kind of related, right?
1: I, If I had to guess, I would say yes, but I don't actually know. I made that up.
0: Oh. Well, either way, Cramorant's pretty great. He uh, he has a new ability called Gulp Missile, <laughs> where whenever Cramorant uh, whenever uses Surf or Dive, after Cramorant emerges from the water, there will be a fish in its mouth. And then when it gets attacked after that, it will counter by shooting the fish out of its mouth. Genius. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, I love it. What, really great. what a great ability. That's, that's where all of the development money has gone <laughs> into for Pokemon Sword and Shield.
1: Right. Yeah. That's why we've got N64 trees or whatever the fuck people are complaining about it's because <laughs> of Cramorant and it was worth it. Yeah.
0: And so we made another Pokemon prediction. That I didn't mention, uh, cause we, we talked about it later during a listener mail. Uh, Mr. Corrad Luigi asked us to predict some Galar forms. Right. And Sean said, uh, completely ignoring the actual question. <laughs> That there would be a new version of Pikachu with holding a cup of tea named Tikachu. You
1: cannot say that I completely ignored the question. <laughs>
0: it's not a Galar form. That a- was
1: adjacent to the question. <laughs> That's Daniel. a new Pokemon. You're presenting it as a brand new Pokemon. I mean, I didn't say it's not like he asked, like, what new Galar forms do you think there are gonna be? And then I said, I don't like sandwiches. You know, <laughs> like, I talked about something that I thought was gonna be new it was a new form of a pokemon if you will i just happened to think that it would also have a new name you did not answer his question anyway i don't think that's a fair assessment of what i did (laughs) and
0: and he he predicted tikachu
1: yes uh, <laughs> a besuited monocle wearing top hat sporting. Oh right, Pikachu. I, for- I forgot about the top sipping hat. tea <laughs> and water electric.
0: <laughs> and we did not get Pikachu. <laughs> no, <laughs> but we did get a ghost type Pokemon that is a ghost hiding inside of a teapot uh-huh. named
1: Tea Hey, wow! A tea themed Pokemon with a pun name. <laughs> Look at how close to being right I was. <laughs> you know,
0: considering the circumstances, alarmingly close to being right. Damn spiffy. <laughs> Somehow one of the most correct Pokemon predictions we have made on this podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. I am uh, I'm
0: great. <laughs> the best. Debatable. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that, that happened. I guess you could, you could count that as a win for Sean. Ooh. Sean certainly is. I sure am. Uh, but here's a win for me. I, uh, I predicted, uh, here's, here's a win for me that could have been more of a win, but I made the wrong call. <laughs> I, I predicted that, uh, town would be renamed Little Town Hero because the trademark for it leaked. Uh-huh. We'd get full details on it and a release date. Right. Um... I had three release- p- potential release dates i was waffling between uh one was uh a shadow drop another was mid october twenty nineteen <laughs> and another was january twenty twenty I decided to lock in january twenty twenty because i felt like oh yeah well they've they've got they've got a lot of stuff happening in twenty nineteen they can move this to twenty twenty comfortably. uh and John said uh, December 15th, 2019. Right. Very, very specific, very bold. Uh, they did show off full details for Little Town Hero. Uh, looks like a weird, quirky little Game Freak RPG.
1: Yeah, really uh, interesting mechanically. Not what I expected.
0: Yeah. Um, not what I expected either, but I'm still I'm still down to figure out what the fuck those mechanics mean. <laughs> right. And, and how to play it. The release date for Little Town Hero is October 16th. 2019, which is exactly in the middle of October,
1: <laughs> uh, so close and yet so far. Yeah,
0: I was so close to so like nailing that entire prediction, but instead, uh, I, I, I took the wrong path, uh, right at like that fork in the road. <laughs> uh, one thing I didn't call it all, however, I don't know what happened when I'm out there. One thing I did not call it all is uh. Is that Toby Fox composed almost all of the soundtrack? That's cool. And uh, he composed most of it, and it's all being arranged by uh, a Game Freak employee okay. that arranged the soundtrack for Pokemon Black and White. Oh, okay. Um, Black and White does a cool soundtrack. So, so yeah, like finding out that this game has a Toby Fox soundtrack actually, like. I was actually like, it'd be nice to get that like in October, but I might prioritize some other games. And then I find out about the Toby Fox soundtrack. I'm like, well, okay, how do I get this game when it comes out? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I have moved some things around so I can get it at launch.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you that I I'm not confident that mechanically the game will be for me, but at the very least, I will listen to the soundtrack <laughs> and I'll watch Daniel play it.
0: Yeah, I, uh, Game Freak's weird experimental games, uh, have been hits for me more often than they have not been hits. Right. So I just have a lot of faith that it's going to be good. Like, okay. Uh, like, you know, Pulse Man was really weird when it came out. Liked that game a lot. Uh huh. Pocket Car Jockey, uh, this weird fucking, <laughs> uh, Solitaire horse racing <laughs> hybrid game right um is like on my on my 3ds activity log mm-hmm. uh for like most time spent playing a game on that system pocket car jockey is in my top three i'm pretty sure
1: yeah there was a time in our life where that was all he was playing yeah really. I would just look over and I'd see him like moving some cards around while cartoon horses ran around. Like, it's so okay, good, Pocket uh, Card Jockey. Pocket
0: Card Jockey is so good. Uh, but yeah, so I I don't know if this is even like the same team within Game Freak working on it because Game Freak with their smaller games likes to kind of have smaller teams working right. on it. So. Maybe not a single person that worked on Pocket Card Jockey sure. is working on Little Town Hero. Right. Uh, but I I still have faith more faith in the project because Pocket Card Jockey exists. Okay. And is also a weird ass little experimental game. Yeah, I've I've got a good feeling about it. Like, looking at the game footage, like was like, I don't understand this battle system. Right. I don't I don't know if it's going to be that fun. But like I have a feeling that once I learn it, I'm going to have a really good time, and I'm going to be very charmed by that game.
1: Nice. I hope that you like it.
0: Me too. But anyway, we'll be talking more about Toby Fox a little later.
1: there <laughs> We sure will. <laughs> Did, well, was that, was that just you, like... I, I no, thought you were holding for a plane. Oh, no, no, no plane, just... So then I realized, like, no, there's not a plane, he's waiting for me to say something.
0: <laughs> Correct! You know, the co-host of my other uh, podcast. I've had. said
1: things during this episode. You, you <laughs> have!
0: I, I, Many things. I wasn't claiming that you haven't.
2: <laughs>
0: uh Um... We also predicted that there'd be some details for Animal Crossing New Horizons mm-hmm. and uh, maybe there'd be some pocket camp functionality, but it it felt kind of unlikely at this stage. They did not show any pocket camp functionality, but they did do more of an overview of the game. It was mostly stuff that they showed off uh, during, like, their Treehouse E3
1: presentations. Right. Um, but now it was like a little cheerful kind of... You know, travel uh, kit style video, yeah, uh, with a with a nice little with an announcer that was narrating everything. It was very cute.
0: Yes, um, it was very cute, and uh, yeah, that that game still looks neat. Um, I I like watching the footage. I get the vibe that there's still a lot they haven't shown us, mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to them like revealing those those wrinkles that they have yet to reveal.
1: Me too. Bring um, on the wrinkles.
0: And if there are no wrinkles, that will that game will feel really bare bones for an Animal Crossing game that's been in development for probably like four plus years.
1: Yeah, if, there's got to be stuff. I mean, you know, I'm sure like, you know, like with New Leaf, like you play for a little while and there's a lot of hidden depth. You know, you yes. start giving fruit to Dr. Shrunk or whatever. There'll <laughs> be stuff. Yeah. I love giving fruit to Dr. Shang. I had so many emotions <laughs> that I collected over a period of time. He,
0: Sean means that literally. <laughs> be, because there's a mechanic, if you haven't played Animal Crossing New Leaf, there's this little therapist man, Dr. Shang, Right. And when you give him a fruit, he'll eat the fruit and then tell you a joke that that's like uh, kind of based on, like, he'll get up on his little stage and do a little stand up routine about an emotion. Right. And, uh, and then you'll get to do that emote with your face from that point forward in the game. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Excellent. I, I loved that. It was real good. Me too. Um, so yeah, felt, felt pretty good about that. And that was all the upcoming, uh, first party games that we knew about with, like, release windows. Right. Then we talked about confirmed Nintendo projects without release windows. Those three projects being Metroid Prime 4, Bayonetta 3, and Breath of the Wild 2, and we guessed that none of those games would make an appearance during this Nintendo Direct.
1: And we were correct! We nailed it! Fucking yeah. nailed it! Get fucked, Metroid fans! <laughs> Not really. I would have loved to have seen Metroid details, but we didn't, and that was expected.
0: Here's, here's my thought. One or two of those games will have either a cinematic trailer or gameplay at the Game Awards this year. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's that's an early guess for you. I feel like either a Metroid Prime 4 trailer uh-huh. or Bayonetta 3 gameplay. Yeah. Um, Probably not Breath of the Wild 2.
1: Yeah, I, I think that, that seems sensible, and uh, I hope that you are correct. Me too. Um. Yeah, I, I got a feeling. Like, they will be at the Game
0: Awards. Like, I'm pretty confident about that. Mm-hmm. And they'll they like to bring something big. So I guess if it's not that, it'll be character five.
1: uh, Oh yeah, the Smash
0: Fighters Pass. If we don't if we don't know who that is yet, then they'll just like reveal it and maybe like shadow drop it that day. (laughs) Right. Well, maybe not shadow drop it, but they'll they'll reveal it and then like and then like January twenty twenty. Yeah. Um. So then we talked about uh, some potential new first party announcements. And we always start that discussion with Wii or Wii U ports.
1: Yeah, baby.
0: Uh We predicted that Metroid Prime Trilogy uh would be announced for January or February 2020. Uh-huh. Did not happen.
1: No. Uh, Get fucked, Metroid fans.
0: <laughs> We're sorry, Metroid fans. Yes, we
1: apologize. I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Metroid
1: fans. <laughs> uh I, yeah, I'm sorry, too.
0: <laughs> uh... But we did think that largely there wouldn't really be any Wii or Wii U ports. Right. Um, Wonderful 101, we thought would not be announced. Xenoblade Chronicles X Remastered or whatever would not be announced. Skyward Sword HD would not be announced. Mm-hmm. We were right on all of those. Yeah. Uh, but there was a port announced uh, for Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE, uh, called Tokyo Mirage Session Sharp Fe Encore.
1: Yeah. Now this we've predicted before. <laughs> yes. Not for this. And <laughs> yeah. In fact, we didn't even consider the possibility of whether or not it would get announced during this direct.
0: Yeah, because we predicted Tokyo Mirage Sessions: Sharp Fe like a re like a re release of that like a year or two ago. Yeah. And uh, well, like a year ago. And when it didn't happen, then I figured that it wouldn't it wouldn't happen for at least another year because they wouldn't want to, like, take attention away from uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Right. Um, but instead they decided to announce it, uh, like, a month after Three Houses came out. <laughs> yeah. But maybe it's a sort of, like, ride on the coattails of that game's success. Right, yeah. You're exactly. like, oh, you like, like oh. Three Houses?
1: Oh, you're in a Fire Emblem right now. Yeah. Well, what if you had this game with idols? He- <laughs> It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I love Fire Emblem.
0: <laughs> Tokyo Procession, Sharp <laughs> F.E. Encore. Uh, it's great that this game is coming to the Switch because I played the original on the Wii U. Yeah. And it, I hated that I could not recommend that game to anyone because I was the only person I knew with a Wii U. Yeah, that's gotta be one of the Wii U's
1: best games. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Really it's, superb.
0: Yeah, it's just such, uh, like a fun little JRPG. With a great battle system and just, like, really fun and cool, like, character progression and, like, unlockables and, like, social link-style systems. Mm-hmm. I just... Oh, I I liked it a whole lot. If you go in there expecting a Fire Emblem experience, you will be disappointed. Right, um, no.
1: Yeah, it's like... Uh... <laughs> Like, you know, Shin Megami Tensei are really Persona. Yeah. It's kind of the steak and then Fire Emblem is the salt on the steak. Exactly.
0: Yeah. It's, it's more of a Persona game with Fire Emblem cameos. Yeah. And if that sounds good to you, uh, cause it sounds good to me. Right. And I, I loved it a lot. It's going to have, uh, it's going to include a new song along with new story elements. And new gameplay elements like uh like assist characters. Right. It's coming out January seventeenth, twenty twenty, and that port's already done basically because you can <laughs> preload it today. Right. Uh so they just decided they like that, that town slot I was thinking of, it's like, oh, they've they've they have enough right. slated for twenty nineteen. They'll they'll release it in twenty twenty. It's kind uh, of a
1: little, little tent pole, if you will. Yeah,
0: they're they're doing that for Tokyo Mara Sessions. Sharp effie encore. Right. Um. So yeah, if if you want like if if you're into a really like anime kind of JRPG, that's that's the that's the juice right there. You should drink that shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, really, just like if you have played and enjoyed a Persona game, pick this game up. It's yeah. another Persona game that you probably haven't played.
0: And if you want to play a Persona game, but you haven't because You've only had Nintendo platforms for most of your life, <laughs> right? Uh this this is a good experience, and it's yeah. got Fire Emblem characters in it. Yeah, yeah, that game's good. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, same. I'm looking forward to really playing it for the first time because I've just watched Daniel play it, yeah, play extensively. It'll be nice to actually control it with my hands.
0: Yeah, yeah. My my girlfriend might even play it. Nice. Like maybe. Yeah, she's okay. she's she's still, I think, a little on the fence, but um. But yeah, I do think there's
1: a lot about that game she'll like. Me too. I think that'll be right up her alley if she decides to play it. Yeah.
0: Like, there's there's some annoying fan service, but, sure. you know. We predicted that there'd be some smaller first party... Uh, that there'd be one announcement of a new first party game that was a bit smaller in scale. Right. Uh, I predicted a WarioWare game for the Switch that would get, like, a February 2020 release date. And Sean predicted... A shitty chibi robo game <laughs> that I won't want to buy. Yep. Um, with like a Q1 2020 release window, no, nothing like that was in an, was announced. We were wrong. No. We were just wrong. Uh, there there was not a brand new first party game reveal that was smaller in scale. Um, unless you count ports, right? And I don't. That's not new. That's 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 updated, but it's not new. Right. Uh, we predicted again that there would be a first-party IP spinoff developed by a third-party. I predicted specifically a Star Fox game by the Starlink team. Uh Sean, with no regard for how busy Platinum Games already is, predicted that they would announce a Zelda action RPG. Uh,
1: and we were both equally wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there were no first-party slash third-party collaborations announced yeah, nah. in, in this Direct. I, I do feel... I do think that in the Switch's lifespan, that starlink Fox collaboration will be, like, a real thing.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a solid prediction.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, ha- it has not been announced yet. And that was all the first-party stuff. We then moved on to potential third-party announcements. I predicted release dates for Romancing Saga 3 and or Saga Scarlet Grace. Uh, also, release date for Hero Land. I specifically predicted December 2019 for that. Uh-huh. Neither game was shown in the direct in any capacity. Nope. Um, I predicted some indie game shadow drops like CrossCode or Dicey Dungeons. Neither game showed up and there were some shadow drops, but it feels weird to call any of them indie. <laughs> I predicted that either Felseal Arbiter's Mark or uh, Dean Dodrill's new game would be announced for the Switch. Right. Neither game showed up. Uh, a big streak of, of wrong here. <laughs> um, predicted some, some A AA or AAA ports uh, like the Apollo Justice Ace Attorney Trilogy did not happen again. Um, a An M-rated Capcom game like More Devil May Cry or Dino Crisis. Mm-hmm. This one uh we got right devil may cry 2 for the switch was shown in a reel
1: yeah kind of a bold move from them uh considering that that is the least beloved devil may cry game to exist well you know
0: they they got to put that one out to get to three like they they already put the first one on the switch they put devil may cry 1 and then devil may cry 3 on there that
1: that'd be weird i mean you know they could just do like what Square Enix had done with Final Fantasy 8 prior to now and just been like, oh, we got, you know, we got all the greats. We got one, and we got three and just kept going.
0: Yeah, but Square Enix gets to do that because there's no continuity between their Final Fantasy <laughs> games. You know.
1: I know how you feel about it, but you're weird.
2: <laughs>
1: thanks, Daniel. I'm glad you're, you know. My my co-host on the podcast, you always you always stick up for me. You always I do. Are, you, you make me feel like my opinions are real valid, man.
0: I do stick up for you. Your opinions are valid, but also you're weird. Like, yeah. uh, like, but, but go on. You 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 did have. Uh, a, a soapbox you're about to step on there.
1: In Devil May Cry 2, there is an extended boss fight where you fight a demonic helicopter. That's the coolest part of the game. I mean, that does sound really cool. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah, but that game is not good.
0: Yeah, that that sounds fair. Yeah, but yeah, I I think yeah, I think they're kind of releasing it game by game, and we'll sure. they'll they'll announce three in in due time.
1: Right. I'll look forward to that because I liked three a lot. It's very cool.
0: Nice, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll pick those up in some capacity or another. Okay. Like uh, I've I've never played a Devil May Cry game. It's I think a I,
1: really I, interesting, very strange franchise. Yeah,
0: I played the demo for Devil May Cry Four I okay think, a, a while
1: back. Right,
0: but yeah, I never really sunk my teeth into that franchise. And Devil May Cry Five looks like a really fun action game. So yes. like, so it'd be nice to check check out that that franchise proper sometime down the road. Yeah. Um predicted a port of chrono trigger did not happen. Nope. But then you predicted that Overwatch would get a port. Overwatch is getting a port.
1: Yeah, coming to the switch.
0: Yeah, October 15th. Yeah. Uh looks like a really good port. Yeah. The port was done by Iron Galaxy.
1: Who uh, always does good stuff. Yeah,
0: they're they're really good at ports. Um so yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. My my girlfriend's very excited, and I might actually get to play Overwatch <laughs> with her, right? Which we have not done since the game came out, because Crazy. Uh, because we would each need to own a PS4 to pull that off, and that <laughs> never happened, right? Or or to buy the game for PC, which I did not want to do at the time, yeah. But it looks like I'll probably be buying it for the Switch now.
1: All right. Um, Iron Galaxy is a cool little company, you know. Yeah, like, they. They just consistently do great work. Yeah, they do. Um, They've done some of my favorite ports of fighting games when the original Killer Instinct dev team was like, we're not going to work on this anymore. They just took over and flawlessly executed the rest of that game. Yeah. Like, yeah, they do a really good job. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm sure that the Overwatch port will be excellent as well. Yeah,
0: an underrated company for sure. Yeah. I predicted that there would be some info about Shin Megami Tensei V. There was not. Nope. I did predict that they would not show Monster Hunter 5 yet.
1: Yeah, but, that was correct.
0: Yes, yeah, that was correct. I also said that this, I think this will be the last direct that does not talk about Monster <laughs> Hunter 5, that does right. not uh, mention a new Monster Hunter game. I
1: hope that you were correct about that. Yeah.
0: We predicted that there would be some, like, really major new third party announcement.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I predicted uh, that there would be a new Castlevania announcement. Sean predicted a uh, C tier Super Ghouls and Ghost remasters, which is not really a big new third party announcement. But he he was he was struggling to come up with something, so don't, we moved
1: on. Don't scoff at my cool shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be fair to Sean, Ghouls and Ghosts did show up during the direct. It was just in the Super Nintendo Online coverage.
1: Mm, guess who was one percent more correct. <laughs>
0: Uh, anyway, uh, neither of those things we said was shown and I, there were a lot of cool medium third party announcements, but nothing I would call big, really. Right. Uh, but we'll talk about those in a second. There was stuff that we predicted correctly, but we did not predict it for this direct. <laughs> right. For example, during the E3 2019 predictions episode, we predicted that there would be a weird experimental Kirby game announced for the Switch. Uh-huh. Kirby Team Clash Shadow dropped yeah on that day on on uh, the September direct, and uh, it's it's a re it's a re release of a 3DS game. It's free to play, and it's it's got like you you fight a bunch of uh Kirby bosses and stuff basically and you like level up your characters and you can pick a bunch of different classes.
1: I downloaded this. I played a little bit of it and it helps me remember that boss fights are not the most interesting part of Kirby games. <laughs> and I have not played it since then.
0: Fair. Um I also predicted during the E3 2019 predictions episode that Return of the Oberdin would be announced for the Switch and Shadow Drop. Right. Um Return of the Oberdin. Was announced during this Nintendo Direct, yeah, uh, for fall 2019. During the gameplay footage, there was a guy that was like, "You." Bastards,
1: Right, yeah, that was kind of surprising. Yeah, you
0: bastards will get whatever I give you, or whatever. <laughs> You'll take whatever I give you?
1: Yeah, like... I guess uh Nintendo is just kind of, you know, they know who's watching these directs, and they know that it is mostly people our age. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. I, right. I was still
0: a little shocked, because... I was very surprised. To, yeah, they tend to show family-friendly... They, they tend to have a family-friendly vibe, even, though, even when they're showing M-rated games. Right. But yeah, so that game is coming out. I just... Predicted it too early and then forgot to predict it this time. <laughs> and finally there's a bunch of stuff we did not predict.
1: Yeah, a bunch uh, of stuff.
0: Uh dead uh and this is where a lot of the medium tier third party announcements were. Right. Um Deadly Premonition 2, a blessing in disguise, is coming out for the Switch in twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Deadly Premonition Origins, which is a port of the first Deadly Premonitions game, got shadow dropped during the direct.
1: Yeah, for those of you not in the know, Deadly Premonition is a w- weird horror game. It's, it's really weird, really yeah. bizarre.
0: I've, I've wanted to check it out because, you know, everyone raves about how weird it is. Right. Um, but yeah, a, a, a weirdy, a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess
1: now you can check it out if you want to, and, uh. It was confirmed later on that Deadly Premonition Two is being made by the same guy who made the first one. Yes, yeah, Uh, he's still the director. Yeah, so so that's cool. Yeah,
0: it'd be weird to play a Deadly Premonition game that was not by that director. Yeah, that'd be like. That'd be like putting out a Metal Gear game that Hideo Kojima has no
1: stake in. <laughs> What's funny is that I was going to say that if they couldn't get the original Daily Premonition guy, Hideo Kojima would be my, like, my guy in the wings. You oh, know? nice. Like, hey, can you come and do this game? Yeah. No, he'd,
0: he'd be a good replacement. Yeah. yeah. Divinity Original Sin 2 was announced for the Nintendo Switch during this Direct. Yeah. And Shadow Dropped on the same day. <laughs> was not expecting that. Yeah, was not expecting that at all. That's cool. Yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, that's that's a great game to be on there. Uh, really intrigued, like by all the online multiplayer stuff.
1: Like, I'm not generally a big Western RPG guy, but I yeah. think that for that game, like they it, they it's just kind of so weird. Yeah, that I am curious.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, they also mentioned that the game would have cloud saves between uh steam and the switch so if you already have played this game on steam you can pick up where you left off on the switch yeah
1: that's cool that's awesome that's yeah, real cool that should be the standard really yeah
0: I, <laughs> I wish every game did that uh
1: stares at sean layton aggressively <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah cool announcement cool game yeah uh then a bethesda man uh, said that Doom 64 is coming to the Switch on a, on November 22nd.
1: That Bethesda man sure did say that. <laughs> I never would have predicted this. I mean, there are a couple of things I never would have predicted in this category that we're talking about. Yeah, but that especially, like, never yeah. ever. Yeah,
0: no, that came they came out of nowhere. But that's a really cool announcement.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah I I know a lot of people that are like. It feels like there's a lot of people excited by this, so yeah, that, that was that was real good. That was a real good call. Oh yeah, Good job.
1: Good job. Uh
0: high res studios.
1: <laughs> you really you recovered from that very well, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> I would not have been ready to just go, yeah, high-res studios, uh, they did something.
0: Uh, Hi-Res Studios, the uh, the publishers of games like Tribes and Smite and paladins Uh
1: uh-huh
0: um announced a new ip called rogue company uh it's coming to the switch and also various other platforms in 2020 it's a it's a third person shooter and it's got a lot of like you know online third person shooter stuff going on
1: yeah like on the one hand like it looks cool to me on the other hand i don't have reason to believe that this will be more successful than say paladins right yeah like it just doesn't seem like you look at it and it's like yeah that that's a game. Like, yeah. there's, there's not a lot to make it stand out.
0: Sure, but you know, I would not have suspected that Smite would be as as mm, popular as it was, or that Paladins would be as popular as it was. Yeah, like they've they've both kind of been like pretty substantial successes. That's a fair point. Uh, that I did not really see the appeal of. Right. Although I do like the aesthetic of some of their Paladins characters. Yes. Um. And uh. And and they're doing pretty good. So maybe. Maybe Row Company will be a similar story. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, I have nothing against them. I hope it's successful. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah.
0: Um. Here's something we didn't predict: Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast is coming to the Switch on September 24th.
1: Yeah. Where'd this come from? <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I mean, I'll- I love that game. I played it a lot in my when I was a kid. But yeah, yeah that was weird.
0: Yeah. Well, I can play it more, I guess, if you feel like it. Yeah. Uh, also, I think they confirmed that the first Star Wars Jedi Knight game is coming out later.
1: Oh, uh, okay, that's cool.
0: Yeah, um, but Jedi Outcast is happening first, right? And uh, and they announced Dauntless for the Switch. Yeah, yeah, it's coming out later. Um,
1: why would I play that boring ass game when I could play Iceborne?
0: <laughs> well, you can't play Iceborne on the Switch, so I guess if you're I guess, I guess if you only own a Switch, and you want to play
1: Iceborne, but you can't without buying a PS4... Then I would play Monster Hunter Generations for the <laughs> Switch. But yeah, you know, I mean, it's cool that Dauntless is coming to the Switch. Yeah. Uh, I think that... I'm glad that Dauntless exists in the co-op monster hunting space. You yeah. Know? Also, I'd argue that Dauntless is a game that feels more like Monster Hunter World than Monster Hunter Generations <laughs> does. Yeah, almost certainly.
0: Yeah. And finally, the non-Smash prediction... That we did not make. Uh, we we predicted. We talked about Xenoblade Chronicles X right. HD. And decided it wouldn't be there. Uh, but what we did not realize. Is that they ended the Direct. With Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Coming in 2020.
1: Yeah this was cool. Yeah, um, Didn't see this coming. And I must say. Uh, particularly compared to the Wii's visuals. Which were like kind of nice from a distance, but a little mm, up close. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a very handsome looking game. Yeah,
0: it looks very pretty. Uh, you know what's funny, actually? Like, the textures, like the, the backgrounds uh-huh. in Xenoblade Chronicles 1 for the Wii, were actually, like, really gorgeous and, like, system-pushing, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, it feels like they did almost no upra- upraising or upgrading <laughs> to the environment, right. but then they completely replaced the character models. Yeah,
1: yeah. The, character, the new character models look great. Yeah, they do.
0: F- Fiora looks a little more generic to me, like they changed her design mm-hmm. and she, I. She, she did looks- have
1: a very distinctive aesthetic and kind of general. Structure to her that is is a little bit absent now. Yeah,
0: exactly. They kind of they kind of smoothed her out a bit, made her a bit more yeah. anime.
1: But I think that on balance, it's it's it looks great. And yes, I'm, I'm very excited that it's coming. I think that Xenoblade is certainly you know one of the greatest RPGs of my lifetime. Uh, yeah. And so it's very very cool that you know it's uh. That we it's getting this treatment and that more people will get to play it than ever.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Apparently, like yeah, they're going to add new features uh, and also include some content that was cut from the first from the original game. Very cool. So, yeah, like I the the problem for me is that when Xenoblade Chronicles came out for the Wii, uh-huh. I played that game for 120 hours <laughs> and then I beat it. You right, know, I yeah. beat that game and. And now, like, a better version of the game is going to come out with, like, more content. And it's like, do I play that game again? Like, do I have time in my
1: life left (laughs) to play that game again? In your life? In my life, man. In your life, yes. (laughs) Yes, you do. In the near future, who knows? Like, that's that's
0: just a long game, man. Yeah. (laughs)
1: It's a long game. I have actually... (laughs) I've never beaten it, because even though I love the main content, I think the side quests are frustrating and vague. And yeah. then at one point, Daniel was playing through, and he's like, oh, you can unlock this thing that's incredibly crucial to the game by doing side quests. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and then I tried doing a bunch of side quests, and I gave up, and I stopped. <laughs> uh, so I think that, you know, this time, I'm going to get it again. It's going to be the third time I've bought this game, because mm. I also got the 3DS version. <laughs> And I'm just going to play it with, like, a guide on my knee, you know, and nice. just do all the side quests.
0: He, here's one thing I think has the potential to happen. Uh-huh. I think they're going to take the the quest tracking system that was uh, in Xenoblade yeah. Chronicles 2 and put that in Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive.
1: I would love that. Yeah. That would just improve the game so much for me. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, I, I think that'd be kind of a no-brainer, and if they have the resources for that, uh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. I, I think that would just really improve the game, just that existing by itself. Just, oh, yes. Just, uh, just kind of a menu that tells you which quests you've accepted and... Yeah, and uh, and where they're located and
1: stuff. But to be clear, even if they don't do that, if you've never played this game before and you have a Switch and you like JRPGs, you owe it to yourself to pick this game up. It is superb.
0: Yeah, it's it's real good. It's it's probably in my top ten video games ever. Like you know, it's it's a it's a JRPG, and if you're not into JRPGs, like I don't know if I'd recommend this. Yeah. Um. But I wouldn't say that I wouldn't recommend it, because it's it's a JRPG that, like, that takes a lot of influence from Western RPGs, you know? Yeah, yeah. It feels like a hybrid in a lot of ways.
1: Uh, I will I will say that if you, even if you're not a huge JRPG fan, but you like MMORPGs, yeah. you should play this game.
0: Yes, yeah, because there's a lot of influence from that, like, especially in, like, the battle systems and in traversal and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that game's so good. It's such a it's such a good decision to put that on the Switch. Yeah. Um, also,
1: incredible soundtrack. Yes, uh, they got they kind of it's there was like a team that worked on it. Yeah, Ace. that includes Yoko Shimamura.
0: Yeah, Yoko Shimamura is there. Uh, Ace is there. Yeah, and uh,
1: Mitsuda Yasunari Mitsuda. Yeah,
0: who has. Done like part of the Chrono Trigger soundtrack and just a bunch of excellent shit. Yeah. But yeah, great, great game, excellent soundtrack. Yeah. Good, good shit. Very good pick for a Switch port. So I'm looking forward to it. Also, it's a sign that Nintendo will port Wii games to the Switch in addition to porting Wii U games.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so I think Skyward Sword HD is an inevitability, if not something that got announced this time that'd be pretty cool i agree please make a control scheme that doesn't require motion but also great but also have the motion controls an option because i like the motion controls yeah um but them being mandatory was a little you
1: know the the classic miyamoto conundrum (laughs) he's just he's just like standing there and he's he's like ready to throw the switch It's like that meme where the guy, like, has to press one of two buttons and he's sweating. (laughs) And it's like, you know, release this game and let people play how people want it or mandatory motion controls. (laughs) But But, he always presses. Yeah, I was going to say, but he's not sweating at all. It's (laughs) just like it cuts to him and it's like really confident Miyamoto face. (laughs) Because he knows which button he's going to press. The shitty one. (laughs) You got any, uh...
0: On, on, on On one button it says... Make an incredible Paper Mario game that people have been waiting for. And the second button just says Bowser can't talk. <laughs> right. Douche.
1: Uh do you, um do you have any other like Dream Wii games that you'd love to see ported? Uh you know,
0: I would love to see a remaster of Trauma Team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh this this very niche little game that Atlas made that was a spin off of Trauma Center, which was already niche by itself. <laughs> right. Uh, Trauma Team to uh, Trauma Center were these kind of like, uh, these, these games where you did surgery, but they made it anime. Yeah. Um, Trauma Team is games where, is, is a spin off game where, there's five different playable characters. One of them does the surgery and the others do a bunch of like different surgery adjacent stuff. Right. Like there's a coroner who like identifies how a person died or something, right? Yeah. And then or, there's like
1: a diagnostician who has to kind of suss out what's wrong with people even if they're being like uncooperative or lying or whatever. Yeah. Uh very cool stuff.
0: Yeah. No, that game's rad. Yeah. That game's really rad. There's there's one character where their gameplay like, is like putting like a tube in a person to right. like to like identify, uh, like stuff that's happening in uh-huh. their body. And the entire gameplay is just like shoving your hand forward with the <laughs> remote and then pulling it back and then shoving it forward again. That was not fun. No, that rest, was bad. Rest of the game was cool.
1: Yeah. I particularly liked, um, I forget what the actual term is, but, like, the kind of bone doctor where you have to, like, very carefully guide the tools oh, along. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was cool. That was neat.
0: Yeah. I'd love a Trauma Team remaster, and it feels very unlikely. Yeah. Unless there's, like, a, like a Trauma Trilogy remaster
1: <laughs> that remasters, like, all of the Trauma Center Wii games. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Trauma Center, it's probably not easy to play now. Yeah. But... Very, very cool franchise, and if you've, like, got some money to burn, you feel like importing some Wii games. Or not importing, but, you know, purchasing some Wii games on eBay or whatever. Yeah. Uh, very, very cool.
0: Yeah. the One thing that gives me a little faith is that if there's any company that likes, like, going into their back catalog <laughs> and, like, re-releasing, like, some of their most niche stuff, right. it's Atlas, yeah. right? Like, you know, Atlas re-released, like, Radiant Historia. Uh-huh. They... They took one of their most obscure Shin Megami Tensei games and re-released it for the 3DS. They, right. they did that with Soul Hackers. Um, so like, I feel like before Atlas dissolves as a company, <laughs> like, I, I feel like sometime in the next 20 years, yeah. uh, Trauma Team will be revisited by Atlas somehow. I hope so. But I, I don't know if it'll be in two years or 18 years, you know? <laughs> right. No clue. Um, yeah, What's, what is your dream Wii original port?
1: There's probably better choices than this, but the thing that I keep coming back to is Muramasa, the Demon Blade. Which um, which
0: already got like a Vita port, right? Yeah, it
1: got a Vita port, but that's another thing that nobody can play, really. <laughs> yeah, or that nobody in their right mind would get a Vita at this point. Um, I just want to be able to play that game again with the Vita's translation on the Switch.
0: Yeah, so really that's your dream Vita port. Uh, you know,
1: <laughs> fine. <laughs> you <Ya> bitch. Fine. <laughs> Um if I if I had to pick like a game that really was only for the Wii, yeah that hasn't left the Wii. Um I probably could just go for like both of the Super Mario Galaxy games. Oh, yeah. It is like a mega pack, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that sounds pretty good. They're both pretty cool.
0: And really like Xenoblade Chronicles is already a game that's gotten ported once, so maybe I shouldn't I shouldn't have been so harsh hmm, on
1: you. Oh wow, well, maybe you want a 3DS port, you little <laughs> ding dog. <laughs> 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 well, I
0: don't see anyone saying, I want Xenoblade Chronicles, but I want to put the Shulken Bebo on it and get a coin.
1: You little ding a <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway,
0: cool. That's all the, that's, that's most of the direct. Yep. Uh, but now, uh, our Smash Predictions is talking about time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Our first Smash prediction was that there would not be any Banjo-Kazooie info during this Direct. And,
1: as Banjo might have said in response to that prediction,
0: Banjo-Kazooie shadow-dropped on the day of the Direct.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that was wrong.
0: So, uh... After the direct, they they aired a Sakurai video where he walked through all the update stuff. Right. So let's uh let let's talk about that here before we move on to any other Smash announcements that were made. Sure. So uh so yeah, he released Banjo Kazooie. Um, you know, he showed off Banjo's move set. <laughs> uh, he did like a match as Banjo Kazooie, <laughs> and then like. <laughs> And then, like when Banjo won the match, like Banjo was like "go," and then Sakurai was like "go, des,"
1: <laughs> 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 which is great. Yeah, I really appreciate Sakurai as a host. You know? Yes, he's just he's in general that. he's he's such a quirky guy. Yeah, it's always really fun to watch him do stuff.
0: I I love like you know like the the dub loses a bit of this, but I love that like sakurai just keeps saying shit and then you hear like the cameraman cracking up you right know? yeah
1: you can hear like the crew laughing in the background yeah. That's really cool yeah he's he's fucking hilarious um the whole like he started off this was quite a long you know thing that he did quite yeah. a long stream and uh at the very beginning he just spent like five or ten minutes talking about like Normally, when I do these, you know, things, I have to use two controllers. And he was, like, explaining <laughs> uh-huh. kind of like that he's, like, controlling the, you know, the character and oh. the other character at the same time. Oh, I'm yeah.
0: Like, and it's like, I used I used to be able to hold two gaming controllers like this, <laughs> but these are too wide, so I have to hold them like this.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just that's that's Sakurai to a T, you know. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not afraid to just say some... Stuff where if it was any other developer, I'd be like, oh, my God, please move on and talk about the character. But with <laughs> Sakurai, it's like, oh, you, I'm there's, glad you have hands. Yeah, there,
0: <laughs> yeah, there's there's a very small list of developers where I could just listen to them talk about anything, like forever. Right.
1: Tim Schafer is on that list. Ono's got to be on there.
0: Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yoshinoro Ono, the, the producer of the current Street Fighter games without a doubt would be on that list. Yeah. And Sakurai would be there for sure. He's just really entertaining. Yeah. He and really charming is. and funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess this would also be a good time to mention that we played with Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we got to play the update and his movesets are really great.
1: Oh, I love him. Yeah. I, he like, like I thought, his stuff seemed kind of cool. Watching the initial video, yeah. I want to mean him now. <laughs> no, he, he like, has so many things in the kit that I really like. Yeah,
0: like his kit, like when everything's together, like feels really good. Yeah. In addition to being like a great homage to all the banjo kazooie stuff, yes. Yeah. Um, and like his his classic his classic mode was like a bunch of like duo, like a bunch of like duos. Like right. it started as just like. Uh, characters that were two characters together. Mm-hmm. Like he first fought Duck Hunt, and then he fought the Ice Climbers. Then he fought Rosalina and Luma. Uh, wrong order: Rosalina and Luma, then the Ice Climbers, right? And then like he fought like Mario and Luigi together or something, uh-huh. right? And uh, and that that was uh, and then he finishes by fighting both of the the hands, uh, mas- right? Master and Crazy.
1: And the fight before that, of course, is Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong. Yes, bringing yes. home the rare connection.
0: Yeah. Um, a great classic mode. I thought it was really good. Oh, absolutely. There were less spirits. Yeah. Uh, than the Dragon Quest update, which yeah. surprised me because, like, there was because they had so much stuff otherwise. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That that felt a little odd, but I'm not too salty about it. Yeah. Um, we did predict that there would be rare spirits in addition to Banjo Kazooie spirits. There were not. No, it
1: was all Banjo Kazooie spirits. Uh, but yes, uh, back to Sakurai's
0: presentation. He then showed off Spiral Mountain. <laughs> and his, his presentation of Spiral Mountain again was so like funny, you know, like, uh, he showed off like, The way the stage rotates, which is cool. And Uh then he showed off cameos in the stage. And like every time he introduced (laughs) a character, he's like, now this character is a poor soul. (laughs) (laughs) Right. With a, with a sad and very tragic story. And
1: every time he brought in a new character, they were somehow like a poorer soul. Yeah. It's like, yeah,
0: exactly. It's like (laughs) now. Now Banjo's sister is the poorest soul of all. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: And then he just followed her around. Yeah, like he right. unlocked the camera and he was like, Let's see where she's going.
0: Oh, she looks <laughs> like she's going into the house. Nope, she's
1: turning around. <laughs> <laughs>
0: God, that was so fucking funny. Yeah. It was so great. Um yeah, but that that's also a real good stage. Uh I, I like it. It's fun. Yeah. Um and then he showed the soundtrack. Now I'm, I'm pretty happy about the soundtrack because last update we got eight tracks that were all from their original game and not orchestrated. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> yeah. This time we got 10 songs, which is the same number, but <laughs> seven of them. Uh, no, wait, actually that's two more. That's, that's two more than eight. Wow. We got 10 songs and seven of them are new arrangements made. For Smash. And
1: they're awesome. Yeah. A lot of they're them are such bangers. Yeah.
0: Some, some of them I feel like they're, they're not that different from their original tracks, mm-hmm. but they, they are, some of them are like distinctly different. Yeah. And they're, and they're all like good arrangements. Yeah. Um, we got an arrangement of main theme Banjo Kazooie by Masafumi Takada, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. has done the soundtrack for No More Heroes. And the Dangam Rampa franchise.
1: Really interesting pick.
0: Yeah. And I, I feel like this uh this arrangement doesn't really have his identity in it, really. Uh-huh. It's just kind of a like a faithful rendition. Um it's,
1: it's very like I write music for this podcast and for other projects. Yes. And I um have discovered as a result of that process that I am terrible at imitating other composers. Uh-huh. uh Like another thing that Daniel and I have been doing is we've been participating in a Kingdom Hearts-themed tabletop campaign a lot that of fun. one of our longtime friends is running, and I've been writing the music for that. And I always sit down and I think to myself, today I'm going to write a song just like something that Yokoshima mamura would write. And every time I fail. (laughs) It always winds up sounding like nothing that she would write. Uh, So so I appreciate Masafumi Takeda's uh dilemma. You know, I appreciate how hard that must have been. Yeah. His
0: (laughs) His your Your Kingdom Hearts your soundtrack for our Kingdom Hearts campaign, what you've made for it, though, I've really liked. Once <laughs> Thank you. you. Once, like, the campaign's over, you should really, like, put that on Bandcamp or something.
1: I've Yeah, I've thought about just, like, extending it, you know, maybe a little bit. And yeah. Like, hey, here's my Kingdom Hearts concept album that really sounds more like, I don't know, if Depeche Mode and a bunch of video game composers I like fused into one being <laughs> and wrote music. <laughs> um... But yeah, I I wouldn't call
0: this like a Takada rearrangement, but it's it's good, it's solid. It's That's serviceable, an, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the Banjo Kazooie theme, um, a an arrangement of Spiral Mountain by
1: Grant Kirkhope
0: himself. Yeah, he's the composer of the Banjo
1: Kazooie games, and uh, it's quintessentially Banjo Kazooie music. Yeah, you, know, you listen to it and you're like, "Yep, Grant Kirkhope did that shit." Yep,
0: and it's a great rearrangement. Uh, we heard it in the trailer for Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, great, great job. Fun fact. Uh, that Sakurai said during the the presentation, Grant Kirkhope is the first Western composer to arrange music for Smash. Very cool. Yeah. Um. There was then a second Western composer that he mentioned in the <laughs> same uh, presentation. Right. But we'll talk about
1: that uh, shortly. It was really interesting to hear him talking about working with Grant Kirkhope because, like it, he said at one point, you know, I uh, I was really concerned that. Um, because of the language barrier, I wouldn't be able to effectively communicate to him what I wanted, but he really came through and, you know, yeah. he wound up producing something that I really like. Yeah. Uh, and so I wonder if, you know, uh, his anxieties about that were why we hadn't seen Western composers before. Yeah,
0: that's a good point.
1: Yeah. And maybe we'll see more now. Maybe. That'd be
0: nice. Yeah, uh, We got a remix, a uh, uh, rearrangement of... Mumbo's Mountain by Hiroki Hashimoto. He did music for Pokemon Tournament. Mm-hmm. I remember this sounding like, like a jam. It's I, groovy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm pretty good. <laughs> we got a remix of Treasure Trove Cave by Yoko Shimomura.
1: Yeah. And speaking of Yoko Shimomura, that is unmistakably who did this arrangement. Yeah, exactly. You know? She it, has such a distinctive style. It,
0: like, I, I think actually she has a, like, a deceptive amount of range. Oh know? yeah. 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 Like, like you know, I never would have imagined that Kingdom Hearts was composed by the person that composed Guile's theme, for example, <laughs> right? right? That true. that always like throws me for a loop. But this does sound <laughs> like if this does sound like a banjo kazooie world in a Kingdom Hearts game.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, you know, and you know, I think that with regard to Yokoshimura. First of all, I'd, like, I'd just like to say that I think that she is one of the best and most formidable composers working in video games altogether. Yeah, me too. I do think that she has really, you know, there's kind of like early period Yokoshimaura and late period Yokoshimaura Okay, yeah. And early period is kind of like right up into and through Super Mario RPG. Uh-huh. And then after that, she did kind of develop a style where you can go like... That's, that's Yokoshimura. Yokoshimura. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I think that I think that she does have a lot of range. I also think that the treasure trove cove arrangement is completely Yokoshimura. <laughs> yes. And you would never think that it was anybody else. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. That's a really good point. Um Freeze Easy Peak, just the original track from the from the game. Yeah. Is in there. Solid. Um, yeah, one know. of one of the three non new arrangements. Right. Uh Gobi's Valley was rearranged by Yuji Masubuchi yeah. who uh, seemed to have arranged a lot of music for Idol Masters. there's no
1: stranger to arranging stuff. This is actually my favorite of the arrangements which surprised me. Ah. Uh, I think it's just really groovy. Okay, nice. Yeah.
0: Cool. There was a rearrangement of Mad Monster Mansion by Michigo Naruke mm-hmm. who uh has mostly all- almost uh, the rest of She has done some Smash arrangements before. The rest of her, almost the entirety... Of her discography, besides that, is Wild Arms games. <laughs> she she's composed for like the entire Wild Arms franchise,
1: which unfortunately isn't doing so hot these days. Yeah, not a lot of Wild Arms activity.
0: Yeah, there was like a Wild Arms mobile game announced a while back, and I okay. haven't either. It came out with no fanfare, or right. or it just hasn't come out yet. But I have not heard about it since
1: that announcement. There was a Wild Arms for the PSP that I really liked and I've played hmm. that more than any other Wild Arms game. Huh. Other than that I'm not too familiar with the franchise.
0: Fair I uh I had the first one on the original PlayStation that was fun. Right. And then uh and then there was one day when Max was over. Uh-huh. I and, remember that. Yeah, right? And he was like uh uh he was like, "Oh, you have these PS1 games on your PS3. Play Wild Arms too." And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, fine." And we played it and Apparently, the localization for that game is so <laughs> notoriously bad yeah. uh yeah and like it it really it really was a bad translation, like I did not understand half of what the dialogue meant,
1: you and know? it doesn't help that like. For some reason, the whole start of that game is you in like this weird dimension running around. Uh huh, yeah. That was not a good start. Yeah, not, not, uh, didn't feel
0: wild armsy at all. No. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the soundtrack is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and I thought Bad Buncher Mansion was a great rearrangement. Yeah, me too. And the last new rearrangement is Versus Klungo by Hideki Sakamoto, who is. Uh, who has made tracks for uh, 428 Shibuya Scramble, mm-hmm. Yakuza, and Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Darkness and Time.
1: Boy, that's an eclectic resume. Yeah. You know, that's his, some weird shit. Yeah,
0: he he has not done the whole soundtrack for any of those games. Right. Um, But, like, each of those games has banging soundtracks, so whichever tracks he did do, yeah. he's good at making video game music. Oh, yeah. I... I actually really love the 428 soundtrack. Yeah, it's great. Um I I just I love 428. It's a great game. Uh at the time of this recording, it's $15 on PSN. Ooh,
1: get that yeah. shit.
0: Uh like <laughs> if you like if you like visual novels, you should get it. Yeah. If you don't like visual novels, maybe not get it. <laughs> but like if you like visual novels that are weird, please get it. It's really good.
1: It's a wild experience. Yeah. Not at, you know, on the one hand, obviously it is very much a visual novel. yeah, on the other hand, it is unlike any other game that I have ever experienced in so many ways. yes, that it's just like it's worth just playing it to find out what it's about.
0: yeah, exactly I uh man I I gave it to our friend Tommy as a gift and he played like 15 minutes of it and never touched <laughs> again. And I'm like, oh man, if you'd only played 25 minutes of it. If you had played right. another 10 minutes of that game, I feel like you would have been hooked. Yeah, but, uh, dude,
1: we would be doing a uh, 428 Shibuya Scramble tabletop <laughs> campaign instead of Kingdom Hearts right now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> it's more likely than you think. Uh, but finally, uh, versus Mr. Patch and versus Lord Woo Fak Fak. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> I don't know either.
1: Um, there was but, no voice acting in the original
0: Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. <laughs> uh but both of those are just the original tracks from their respective games. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's that's ten tracks, seven new arrangements. That's a really good lineup. I like it a lot. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, God, I'm I'm so glad that Square is the only one that's stupid about <sighs> about smash music you no know? they
1: they are stupid about smash yeah. music. they totally are
0: yeah but like i i just love how cooperative like everyone else is including microsoft right one of nintendo's like rivals you know <laughs> right. like one of their com- their direct competitors yeah it's like yeah sure you can you can do whatever you want with the entire banjo
1: right. soundtrack repertoire yeah yeah and there, there was a good moment uh, also, you know, during oh, yeah. this where Sakurai was like, and this wouldn't have been possible without our friends over at Xbox. Everyone, you should play the original Banjo-Kazooie on Xbox. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like it just shows like a picture of the original
0: Banjo-Kazooie. He's like, yeah, if you'd like to play the original game, you can play it on Xbox One. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like you can just hear everyone else laughing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, then then that was all the banjo coverage that uh, Sakurai gave us. Then he talked about some new stuff that was getting added to the 5.0 update, like a home run contest, uh-huh. uh, which Sean and I did. Pre- it's another thing that we both predicted, but not for this direct.
1: I'm going to call those ghost predictions <laughs> because Ooh, they're kind of there. Right, It was yeah. a
0: ghost prediction. Spooky. Yeah, it's spooky. Um... Yes, a, a spooky spooky ghost prediction made by me and Sean Home Run contest is now in the game. Yep. Uh Sakurai, uh it supports two players and Sakurai went on to say that it's pretty much our final new
1: mode, which sadly means we're not getting break the targets. Yeah, that's a bummer.
0: Maybe like he'll get so bored while does uh well, we'll- <laughs> I guess we'll I guess we'll talk about that later, but um, like yeah, maybe it's the last mode they have slated, but maybe maybe there'll be other right. Uh I, I wouldn't say that's likely though. No.
1: Yeah. Um, but you never know. Sakurai often commits to projects that are probably, you know, going to require an unhealthy amount of effort from him. He sure does. So we'll see. Uh
0: he also uh announced that um uh, me fighters that are shared on like the me the Smashverse mm-hmm. uh platform uh can now have their custom moves saved. Which is nice. Yeah, that is nice. And speaking of Mii fighters, uh, he announced, uh, wave three of Mii costumes yeah. getting added to the game. So, uh, they announced Gomon from Mystical Ninja Gomon as a sword fighter.
1: Yeah, I, this was not the thing that I expected the least, actually maybe it was because I was, co- well, you know we'll talk about the rest of the costumes later but this was a surprise to me Yeah, to you now. you
0: were very happy about it
1: Yeah, I've bought it, I have it Oh nice, it. Yeah. oh good So if we ever play online, I'll thrash you with Goemon
0: Nice, Yeah. looking forward to it Alright Looking forward to not having to listen to any soundtrack from his games while you do it mm, You didn't have to dig the knife <laughs> so deep <laughs> You know, that was a little mean I felt a little mean doing that <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh Proto Man uh-huh. uh is a Me Gunner and Zero is a Me Sword Fighter. Cool. Um I think they were both in Smash 4.
1: I know Zero was.
0: Uh Zero definitely was. Yeah. I feel like Proto Man might have been also.
1: But um, you know, whether they were or not, it's cool that they're in this game. Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh Team Rocket, you can just wear like, you know, Team Rocket outfit uh for me brawlers. Right. So that's that's nice. Good for them. Yeah. And Sans Undertale Yeah,
1: Mr. Sans Undertale <laughs>
0: was added as a me gunner, and yeah. if if you get Sans, you also get an arrangement of Undertale <laughs> a rearrangement of Undertale by Toby Fox yeah. uh that you can play that you can basically play on any game that doesn't have like a player character franchise. Right. For example, you can put it in the Nintendo stage. Yeah, which that's, is great. That's my current setting actually. I just Good. have I just have Undertale like the like slider. Out. Yeah, I just have the Megalovania <laughs> slider to to most often uh right. on the Nintendo stage. Uh so this uh this happened in the wildest way, I think, you yeah. know, like uh Sean, one of your character predictions yeah. was that Sans would be implemented as the fifth right. uh character in the Fighters Pass as a fully fledged character yes. with a stage and everything. Um that did not happen, but I think this is this is closer than you imagined it would be. Uh, oh, in the absolutely. First place. He's yeah. like a
1: weird pseudo character. Yeah. Like he gets his own theme uh-huh. and his costume feels very complete yes know? it does yeah
0: uh, i love that he that like the gun was changed to like one of his like gaster blasters you right know? right yeah the uh yeah like the, the gun is changed into one of his like weapons from his boss fight in undertale
1: i saw a fun little fan comic where uh papyrus goes like uh, like uh he you know he's talking about like whether or not he's gonna be in smash and then uh. sand says like uh yeah, I didn't feel like going, so I just sent them my clothes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, yeah, cause like, he's, he's sitting on the couch and he just has the smash invitation. Right. Like yeah. on the couch next to him. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I just sent them my clothes. Byers, and he's like, you, you did what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, oh, that's a great picture. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we actually had a lot of fans like tweet at us and say that like, uh this should count as you being right <laughs> because like it was that close. Thank you, fan.
1: <laughs> I appreciate you.
0: Um you know, like funnily enough, we like during our DLC packs episode, mm. we talked about the possibility of Sans, uh of various Undertale characters, I think Frisk, Sans and Papyrus specifically. Right. And I said uh that they would be added in the game, all three of them would be added in the game as me costumes, right? But not as actual playable characters. <laughs> I forgot about this prediction, uh-huh. right? And I didn't really bring it up again for like a year, uh, for like over half a year, uh, and only one of those was right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that still feels good. It still oh yeah. Feels, yeah.
1: No, yeah. Like, the inclusion of Sans it just exists in this really interesting half-space, you know? <laughs> yeah. Where, like, your prediction was partially right, well, my prediction was also partially right in so, a weird way. So, if
0: we're, really, when we fuse it together, there's one <laughs> right. correct prediction. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. We, we each get half a point. It combines to a full one. Yeah, congratulations, yeah. us. Yeah, we did it! <laughs> <laughs> um, Sakurai also went on to say, after revealing Sans, which, by the way, like... You know, he, uh, like, after that video, he didn't say, like, Gomon's in the game now. He, he like, he's, like, Sans. Right. Sans is now in Smash. Yeah. Uh, because he was a very popular request yes. from a lot of fans. And then he went on to say, like... Uh, t- Toby Fox actually came over to my house, and we played Smash Bros. together. Right. He's actually pretty good. <laughs> like, and he just told a little story about that, and then later Toby tweeted, like, here's my half of the story. Right. About, about me hanging out with Sakurai, he drove me home, and... <laughs> <laughs> and we listened to Smash music or something. I forgot exactly what happened there. Right, and then I made would, a Flintstones joke. He was
1: all. He was also saying that, like, they didn't have a translator, and so it was just, like, Toby Fox speaking, you know, his like, his relatively unsophisticated Japanese yes. compared to Sakurai. Yeah. Uh, just a very... Kind of this adorable mental image of yeah. like, a guy meeting someone that he really admires and getting just hang with him.
0: Toby Fox is living his best life. Yeah, it's, he's... Yeah. Like, he, uh... Like you know, Undertale is a game that uh, that obviously draws a lot of inspiration from Earthbound, right? Uh, by Shigesato Itoi mm-hmm. and Shigesato Itoi and Toby have also hung out, yeah, and and just like talked to like like Itoi's like, hey, I played your game; it's really good, you right. know?
1: Yeah, no, it's wild; it's
0: it's insane. Like I loved Undertale when it came out; I never would have imagined it would reach this level
1: of popularity. No, no, not at all. Yeah. I mean, I could remember like following you know toby fox was like posting about it on tumblr or whatever and i yeah. was thinking like oh this will be a cool little game yeah a cool little game <laughs> how wrong i was right and now like
0: Rune is like one of the most anticipated right. games out there you know it's, it's crazy it's it's a game where the demo is playable on every major console
2: <laughs> right
0: except xbox but right. yeah yeah it's 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 so cool it's it's so cool that sans is in the game in any capacity oh yeah yeah um and I do think this is a great compromise. I think I think it makes more sense than him having like a whole moveset and a stage mm-hmm. you know like really the the main loss is that we now don't get like fifteen undertale tracks <laughs> all rearranged by like uh, famous Japanese composers. God,
1: can you imagine Yokoshima oh, writing an undertale track? Oh Jesus. my God, oh my God, I know exactly which track I would want. Yokoshima Murder, do which is a track that you experience kind of early in the game called Heartbreak that's very moving and very, very her. I think, I think Ooh. she can do a good job with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that, that'd that be a good pick. I would also want Tokata to do Papyrus's theme. Tokata, uh, like, a, or Totaka. Oh,
0: Totaka. Uh, oh, Totaka. To the song. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he'd, he'd be really good. It's got a jaunty
1: quality to it. That,
0: yeah.
1: You know, uh, there's
0: one there's a track of one of the final bosses of uh-huh. the game and I'd want Yasunori Mitsuda to do that final mm, boss track. Okay. Yeah. Um I think he'd I think he'd kill it. Oh god. Yeah. That, so much potential. So like I I've made myself sad again that Sainz <laughs> is not
1: an actual playable character. Hey listen, next Smash Bros. game
0: You know? We're gonna
1: have Undertale. We're gonna have Deltarune. Toby Fox's esteem only continues to grow in Japan. No, you're right. I think it's a possibility. I also think it's a
0: possibility. Like, or at least, like, a character tied to a Toby Fox project could be a playable Smash character in another Smash game. Although, it's really funny, like, Sakura actually said said this himself, that the game's getting so big that he can't, like that he doesn't know
1: what the next Smash game is going to be like. You <laughs> right. know? Yeah. Um, if I were him, I would probably just, like, take the cast way down and try to revolutionize the I'd, game somehow. I'd, you
0: know? I'd do that, too, yeah. yeah. Just, like, just, yeah, like, have, like, th- start with, like, 30 characters right. and just completely change their movesets. Yeah. Like, give Mario a new set that's, take like... Take away the Flood.
1: Yeah. Take away the goddamn fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like give him like a brand new move set, like just make all the characters like it's it's so funny because like in Smash Ultimate, like all the new characters have move sets for the most part, you uh-huh. could you could say that Hero is an exception, but a lot of them have move sets that are very competitive gameplay minded. Yeah. The move sets that have a lot of synergy and like a lot of things that make sense in a competitive uh-huh. uh landscape and then like you look at Samus, Like, original Samus. Right. And her kit isn't quite as cohesive or fluid.
1: No, yeah. Like, that just felt... Samus feels very like, okay, we gotta give her this move, this move, this move, and this move. Exactly. are in the games. Yeah. And then you're playing as her. Then you're playing as her and you're just running around going like, bloop, poof, bloop, poof, and getting kicked, the shit kicked out of you. <laughs> at least that's my Samus experience. Right.
0: I feel like maybe there's some people that have slightly better Samus experiences than you. Can't imagine who. <laughs>
1: Anyone? <laughs> Maybe not literally anyone. But, uh, like a dog would be worse than me at <laughs> Yeah,
0: probably. It's it's likely. It's likely. It's, it's an, there's an above zero chance of that. <laughs> you're just,
1: you're just like online. You're doing for glory, or well, that doesn't exist anymore. But you know, you're yeah. playing online. And you're like, oh wow, this is uh Literally a Sheba. It's huh? it's a cute little pun name. And then on the other screen, you know, a roof. <laughs> <laughs> you just get destroyed. It's
0: it's just that animated GIF of like Maximilian dude's dog Benny, like <laughs> like hitting the controller, right. like hitting a fight stick with his paws. And it just cuts <laughs> to like. Like an infinite being done in Marvel, right, and then yeah. just a shot of Maximilian, like his zooming in on his face, just like that's <laughs> incredible. Yeah, it's, it's just that, but with a dog like playing Samus on a GameCube controller. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, the last thing that Sakurai showed off is that Squirtle, Ivysaur, and Snake Amiibo are coming on September twentieth. All right. <laughs> and in the hero announcement he like gingerly just like (laughs) like you know like picked up like all three amiibo like from his lap this time they were at different spots on the floor and he just like picked them up one by one like it's like he like just reaches down into the left and he's like squirtle and then he reaches like down in front of him and he's like ivysaur
1: and then like he goes like behind a plant and like Picks up Snake. It's like, and Snake. Snake was hiding. Next time, I want him to reveal whatever the next Amiibo is by doing that trick that like, you do to a little kid where you pull a quarter out of their ear. <laughs> but he just pulls an Amiibo out of his ear. <laughs> Good, yeah. But it doesn't matter what character it is. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah, like, in the, like a magician. Yes.
0: But yes, that was the presentation. So, jumping back to the Nintendo Direct itself, there was... Uh, Sean and I predicted that there would be a trailer for DLC Pack Four, right? Right for the next character. Uh, I predicted they would either be Tracer from Overwatch, or uh, as a long shot guess because of a 4chan quote leak unquote, right? Uh, that I didn't have much faith in, but I decided to play with that idea. Yeah, sure. Uh, or Fio and Marco from Metal Slug, right? Um. And Sean just uh, held his ground and guessed the Monster Hunter. As I do. We were both wrong. Woo! So there was another leak we talked about last episode where uh, the fourth character was copyrighted by SNK Corporation. Right. Um, And we had some guesses about that also, but I decided that either that Metal Slug character or my Shiranui would be the most likely option. right. Instead, we got a trailer, a really fun trailer actually. Yes, that was great. With like, uh, it showed like the Neo Geo and then like, it just, like, it just riffed off a bunch of different openings from various Neo Geo <laughs> fighting games. Right. Like all these different, uh, Neo Geo characters like reaching for the, for the, like, the Smash invitation envelope, mm. and, like, missing. Uh, and uh, some of those were actually, like, heartbreaking. It's like oh, Geese, yeah. Geese Howard <laughs> reaches for the envelope and misses.
1: I was certain in that moment that it was going to be Geese Howard, because they hadn't quite established the whole pattern yet. Right. they like, oh, okay, yeah, the first one missed it, now Geese is going to get it. And, uh, <laughs> nope. Yeah. Geese uh, did not get it. Yeah,
0: Ruru missed uh-huh. Um, from Samurai Showdown. They're... Uh, there was another like SNK character. I was like, "Oh, I wish it was that character instead." <laughs> right. Um. But uh, finally, like, it lands on the floor, and Terry Bogard picks it up. Yep. Um. And uh. And then that trailer ends, and later Sakurai shows ten seconds of gameplay <laughs> right. of him doing like the ground fireball, yeah. and also doing like the dashing forward and punching. And yeah, you know, like initially when the announcement happened, like. I was like, "This is cool," but compared to the other three announcements, a bit underwhelming. Right. Um. But like, first of all, I do think he's a good pick. I do think he represents like an era. Sure. Um, of video games that hasn't really been represented yet. Kind of that going to an arcade in the '90s era. You know? <laughs> right. Um, and also a a fun fact I learned is that you know, uh, Dragon Quest. Uh, Japan loves Dragon Quest, right? Uh-huh. It's a really popular uh, franchise in Japan. Hero was like the Japan pick. Banjo-Kazooie, more popular in America and Europe. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right? Um, Terry Bogard and King of Fighters slash Fatal Fury is really popular in Mexico and in the Latinx community. Right. Hey. Yeah. like uh, and, and like Brazil. like They all really love terry bogard and
1: got like really excited and pumped (laughs) when he was announced and yeah you know that's again that's kind of like for me it's similar to the hero situation where it's like i'm not into this but at least other people are happy about it
0: yeah i yeah i think i think ultimately like he's a good pick and one thing i'm really looking forward to uh first of all like the glimpse of the stage we got that's a cool stage yeah yeah that's a cool stage and second of all like musical rearrangements from throughout the yeah. Fatal Fury. From throughout the Fatal Fury and King of Fighters franchise.
1: That'll be cool.
0: Um, Yeah. Also, if Terry has an alternate costume that makes him look like he did in Garu, Mark of the Wolves, uh- <laughs>
1: I think that'd be dope. I think that, you know, um, I think that Terry is probably going to feel very satisfying to play. Yes. And in that I agree sense I'm that. looking forward to playing as him. I think that his hits will feel really impactful. Yeah. And I'm really interested to see kind of mechanically what they crib from the games he's been in. Yes. I
0: yeah, I, I think it'll be cool. I yeah. think I think he's a good pick in retrospect. Me too. Uh yeah. Not not one that like quite sets the world on fire, but I think he's a good pick and I think he deserves to be there. Me too. Yeah. Um that Metal Slug Tank would have been hilarious, but <laughs> it th- but this is also good. They announced that he's coming out November 2019, uh-huh. and then, on the screen, the words, More DLC Fighters Now in Development, flashed on the screen. And Sean and I, who are planning on wrapping this podcast up <laughs> in February 2020, Looked at each other. <laughs> 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 and a quote by Sakurai comes to mind. Yeah. The quote being, to me, it feels like the finish line is sliding farther away. It sure does, my dude. <laughs> it sure does. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, honestly, I think this is great news. Me too. I'm, I'm excited about it, and I'm excited to, like, keep... Doing episodes about this shit. Me too. Um, yeah. In fact, uh, the next, you know, the next episode we're doing will be just us breaking down what this, what this could mean. (laughs) Our, our next episode will be about this one sentence. Right. More DLC fighters now in development. Yep. Um, so, uh, you know. There's your next time on a smashing theory. Yeah. I'll say it at the end anyway. It's
1: fine. Okay. It'd, f- it'd feel weird not to say it at the end, you know? <laughs> you could just be like, next time on a smashing theory, you already know. A special thanks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just don't even play the enemies. I just jump straight into <laughs> yeah, special thanks.
1: Just go. Yeah.
0: Uh, no, I'm not doing that. So, <laughs> uh, it's cool news. In fact, I think. I think some of our listeners want to talk about this cool news.
1: Well, then why don't we listen to what our listeners have to say? Ooh, open in some listener mail! Oh, don't be a listener snail. I hate that. Do that fast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> First email uh, from Anthony S. Hey, guys. I felt like the Direct this time around was missing something, as it didn't do much to create excitement for Zelda, Luigi's Mansion, or Animal Crossing. In regards to Pokemon, we can at least all get excited about a hundred types of curry being added. (laughs) Yes, you read that correctly. There'll be a hundred types of curry. Exactly what the community has been longing for. (laughs) Giving credit where it's due, Sean is on a hot streak. Not just correctly predicting Banjo, but also Sans. Sort of, LOL. I think there's three big things to get excited about from this direct. SNES games. uh, Good job, Daniel. Xenoblade. And finally, more Smash DLC. Praise be to the RPM gods. (laughs) So guys, here's my questions. One, do you think we'll be getting the full fighter pass of five? Hmm. Two, do you think the second fighter pass will be all third party reps again? Ah. And three, at the end of the Smash video with Sakurai, did you guys interpret that as everyone is here will not be the case for the next game? Because he seemed like it wouldn't be possible for the next time around to have so many franchises in one place. Thanks, guys. Anthony S. "Yes, I will send you a tweet."
1: <laughs> so I think that we kind of already, we have kind of already answered the last question. Yeah, we we did we did talk about that a bit.
0: Yeah, I feel like the next Smash game, if and when it exists, will be a reboot, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, so the first question: Do you think we'll be getting a full fighter pass of five? I think I think we'll like we'll talk about that and we'll tackle that in the next episode. Yeah, I think one interesting thing is do we think the second fighter pass will be all third party reps again uh-huh and that's a really good question yeah
1: it really is
0: like uh because i one thing i do think is that they they will all be new franchises one of the things that sakurai said is that like it's an opportunity to keep adding new worlds to the game yeah. right like if as long as we add new characters we can add new worlds so i think there'll be an emphasis on on adding characters from franchises that aren't represented playably yet, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to stuff like adding Byleth from Fire Emblem <laughs> or adding a new Pokemon from Sword and Shield, right? right Not right. that I think those are impossible. Sure. Um, But we've gotten some cool new first-party games come out since the announcement of the first Fighters Pass. Uh-huh. Uh, like, for example, what if we got the protagonist from astral chain as a dlc character that
1: would be cool that would yeah. be really cool
0: um and i think that's uh you know that that wouldn't be the wildest thing right, right. and uh and that's a good question i so i think i'm not going to commit to an answer yet okay um but those are really good questions anthony has good good f- thought flavors good. that good sleuthing s good good uh what's what's a blank for thought what's a uh, food for thought
1: ah good yes.
0: good food for thought i knew it was something that you put in your mouth <laughs> uh good lozenge for thought
1: <laughs> a good thought uh sausage nope <laughs> <laughs> that uh, sounds like a d-tier superman villain <laughs> hello i'm the thought sausage <laughs> mr Mixie pitlick was busy you may think that kryptonite is your only weakness but wait until my sausages infect your mind
0: <laughs> prepare for the terror i have brought brought worst <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so thanks anthony
1: yep thanks good
0: good questions Here's an email from Mr. Goobermania. Hello. Hope you guys saw my tweet about this email. (laughs) Guys, this is very funny, but it's not going to stay funny for very long.
1: Oh, don't listen to what he's saying right now. (laughs) It's going to be funny for me until this podcast is over. (laughs)
0: I wanted to quickly tell you how the reveal of Terry and Smash went for me and my kids. (laughs) After getting off work, then picking up the kids from school and rushing home in time for the direct, we were eagerly awaiting to see if we would get a new Smash character announcement. When the announcement started rolling, we all perked up. My two oldest sons are seven and five years old. They started screaming when it showed the Smash invitation. (laughs) Finally, Terry gets announced, and we all gasped. After a few seconds of silence, my oldest son says... Who is that? Is that Red from Pokemon? (laughs) (laughs) I knew about the leaked SNK copyright, but it was still a bit of a surprise for me, only because I don't have any familiarity with SNK characters. Hmm. I'm still excited to play him, but I feel that the announcement of more characters
1: coming to Smash made up for my lack of enthusiasm for Terry.
0: Keep up the great work, guys.
1: You know, I uh, do not have uh, children myself, It's true. Uh, I can verify. We live
0: together, I don't see any kids.
1: Unless there's a dark secret I haven't been telling you about. That's
0: horrifying to even joke about. I mean, (laughs) you know,
1: like, I don't know, my mom's raising them or something. Oh, okay. What did you think I meant?
0: Uh, They're just like in your closet. They're under my bed. No! No!
1: No, no. I do not have children... Uh, either actual or secret or fake children. Great, Uh, good, go on. In no respect to our children. However, stories like that sometimes make me think, like, you know, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, right? (laughs) Pretty cool to have, like, little versions of me that are excited about the things I'm excited about running around. (laughs) Yeah,
0: like, uh, Amy and I both kind of waffle on whether or not we want kids. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that always makes me go, I kind of want kids, is, um, you know, that, uh, that girl... There's just a bunch of memes of her online from like toddler age to like age like eight. Uh, like the, the girl was like, I smell like Yeah. I, and I had a feeling
1: that was who you're talking about. Yeah. Right.
0: And she she's just done a bunch of different funny shit ever since then. Like, she's, hysterical. she's also the meme where it's like, Hey, hey, honey, how old are you? 16. I'm a grand- grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When she's like four. Right. Uh yeah, whenever I see a meme with a her in it, I'm like I I kind of want kids cuz my kids would like mine and Amy's kid would be like as insane as her and it'd be great. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: But then on the other hand, I worked in the education industry for 6 years and that experience made me not want kids in, <laughs> in some respects. So, yeah, it's 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 uh it's an internal battle that I also have with myself.
0: That's fair, um, but uh, but at the very least, we're glad you have kids, Mr. Coopermania, because that was a good story.
1: Yeah, sounds like you're having a good time with them. <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> it's like it sounds like you're having a good time with those kids. Like I just. <laughs> 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 like, it's like yeah my, my kids and i watched smash the other day it's like sounds like i i they just had the same energy as like that that vine where like uh where gabe gundacker where where that dude's like oh is that music i love music <laughs> <laughs> is this animals oh it's music Oh, <laughs> like, just like this, this running, like the series of vines about a guy who like pretends to know what music right. is. Uh, this I is, know like, what children yeah, are. It's like, sounds like you're having a good time with those, with those kids of yours, with those, uh, like how many likes do they have? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks Mr. Groupermania. Yeah. Good, good story.
1: Yeah, thanks. <laughs>
0: Mitch E. on Twitter says, The best announcement was more DLC, so now I can keep predicting fighters for even longer. <laughs> and maybe Isaac has a chance again.
1: That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, he's already an Assist Trophy, isn't he? No, no, where no, is that?
0: <clears throat> Wait, he is an Assist Trophy
1: again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. is he?
0: Yeah, he's an Assist Trophy yeah. again. Yeah, so. I mean, so... if they felt
1: like upgrading him, I would not say no. Yeah.
0: I I do still think, yeah, that if they're an Assist Trophy, they will not. Yeah. They will not be playable. Sorry, Waluigi fans. Uh, uh, but I don't know why I'm apologizing wah. to. I'm, I don't know why I'm apologizing to Waluigi fans right. because that that ship has
1: sailed a while ago. Yes. Um. Uh, yeah. I I would love you know for there to be some main main cast Golden Sun representation in the yeah. game, but uh, yeah, I don't think it's happening. Yeah. Sorry, Mitch, and thank you for writing in.
0: Yes. I I hope so, too. I guess... Follow your dreams. James M. Uh-huh. says to us on Twitter, Hey guys, I love the SNES edition. We will get more SNES games, but not on a particular schedule. What one SNES game could Nintendo add that would get the most people to get or renew Nintendo Online?
1: Oh, that's an interesting way to frame that question. Yeah,
0: like what... Right. What Nintendo what Super Nintendo game would you release on that service that isn't already on there to drive like more subscribers to the service?
1: Uh, do you have any thoughts about
0: that? Um yeah, my mine's an interesting one because I don't know like my answer is based less on like is based less on like a franchise that is enjoyed by tens of millions, but more that the fan base it does have. Is so dedicated to it mm-hmm. that I could see them buying Nintendo Online to experience it again. Okay, and that is Earthbound. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you know, Earthbound's got such a such like you know a a, a dedicated sure. fan base that I I feel like that would drive a lot of sales with people. They're like, oh, if I download Earthbound on Nintendo Online, <laughs> then
1: right, then Nintendo
0: will see that. I will download Earthbound, sure, and that I would also download Mother Three, <laughs> um, and also like for people that haven't played Earthbound because Earthbound is such like a, a critical like darling, you know. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a lot of people that have yet to play Earthbound still, but will hear like, oh, if I pay twenty dollars for an entire year, I can check this game out finally, and also like Yoshi's Island, and shit, right, right. So, uh. I, I think that, that that's my answer, yeah.
1: Okay. What about you? Um, I don't have an answer that's that good. I'll just say the... Let's say Donkey Kong Country. Okay. Because I feel as though it's like a classic platformer that's kind of missing. Yeah. And, you know, since Rare was involved, they're, you know... I feel as though they could kind of ride on that high a little bit, you know, yeah. like we're, we're doing this friendship with Rare thing, uh-huh. we got Banjo-Kazooie and Smash, and you can play this classic Rare platformer that put them on the map, you know? Yeah. Like, I think that, uh, I think that'd be a good choice to bring some people in.
0: Yeah. No, I, yeah, I think
1: that's a good call. Cool.
0: Yeah. Uh. Although I'd say Donkey Kong Country
1: 2 might drive more people to the service than the first one. It'd drive me more to Well, I'm already on there, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. that's, that's the one that I want.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's probably the the most beloved
1: of the of the countries. Yeah. <laughs> get get <laughs> out of here, France. <laughs> Number two, America. Number one, Donkey Kong Country Two. Well, our our esteem has fallen. Yeah, exactly. Well. We are far. From second most beloved at this point, number two, probably fucking Norway or something. Yeah, number one,
2: <laughs> Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong. Two.
1: Yeah, no, I,
0: I, I do not blame. People for losing a seam in this country right Although, now. Although, you
1: know, really, if, if it was like a list of countries that have militaries that could destroy the entire world, number two, USA, number <laughs> one, King no- K rules military, <laughs> in Dog- Dog country two.
0: What an, what an honor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> thanks, James. Um, good question. Yep. Thanks. Pac-Man Vice on Twitter says, Hey guys, I have an interesting theory for you—not regarding who will be included in the next round of DLC characters, but about how it will be done. Hmm. One word: gotchas. Oh no! My theory is that they'll release ten new characters, but to get them, you use a gotcha system. Oh, Pac-Man Vice, this is the most horrifying thing Why I've ever read. Why did you do
1: that? <laughs> This is the first listener mail where I can honestly say, like, I wish you hadn't re- written this. <laughs> like, thank you like, thank you for writing to us. Thank you for writing in. Yeah, but, but this you know, is horrifying. Next time, talk about Pac-Man's vices.
0: You know? <laughs> hey, guys, I'd like to tell you that Pac-Man is an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> then I'd be like, yeah,
1: thanks for writing in. Man. That
0: was <laughs> but this, 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 this. <laughs> Uh, Pac-Man Vice, I, I'm very happy to say that I think this is incredibly <laughs> unlikely. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I think Nintendo continuing, Nintendo saying that they're going to release more DLC characters kind of shows to me that they're very happy with how their current DLC right. model has worked out. And I think things will keep going that way. I think Gotcha would obviously just complicate things in this particular instance. So much that it would kind of decrease their sales, and I think they know that.
1: Yeah. I Um, I hope they know that.
0: Yeah. So, thank you, Pac-Man Vice, for ruining our day.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Pac-Man Vice, for (laughs) sending us a listener mail that actually allowed me to roast one of our listeners.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, like, actually thank you for sending us mail. Yeah, for real. Uh, Yes, even that suggestion is appreciated
1: to hear from our peeps. Um. But, you know, next time, just say, like, hey, I think Sean should uh, eat Brussels sprouts that are covered in peanut butter and worms on camera. I'd be like, yeah, thanks, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you I not like Brussels
1: sprouts? Least, least didn't say shit about... um, I've had Brussels sprouts that I have liked on exactly one occasion. And it was when our former roommate Dan made them. And I said, God, these Brussels sprouts are so good. What did you do? And he said, butter. Yeah. Lots of butter. That's
0: that's really funny, because I I guess I vaguely remember that, because when you're like, I've had exactly one Brussels sprout that I like, and in my head I was just like, you should really just drown him in butter. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And, And then, uh, yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Garrett D. sent us a Facebook message. Alrighty. Here's a listener mail. I asked a similar question about Dragon Quest when Hero was announced, and for, uh... Persona and Shimagami Tensei with Joker. Can you give me a rundown of Fatal Fury slash King of Fighters and why Terry is a good choice for Smash? I want to be clear, I'm not disappointed by his inclusion, I just know nothing about the series. Okay. Uh, same with Sans, if you can. Alright. Yeah. Um, so Fatal Fury and King of Fighters uh, is just a really long running fighting game franchise, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like the the reason that Terry has been in both is interesting. Uh, first, SNK made the Fatal Fury series, which uh, which started out as kind of like they're they're basically Street Fighter ripoffs, you <laughs> right, know, like yeah. uh, they weren't doing too much original yet, and they made a few games in that franchise, and then they made another franchise called Art of Fighting, uh-huh. which was another Street Fighter ripoff. Sure. Uh, the, the protagonist was named Ryo in that game. <laughs> and, uh, he, he was a karate man with an orange gi that shot fireballs out of one hand instead of right. two. Right. Uh, and Ryo from Art of Fighting is actually the reason that Dan Hibiki exists in Street Fighter. Right. Like Rio was a Ryu parody and then Dan Hibiki was a Ryo parody. <laughs> uh, fun, fun bit of history for you there. Yeah. Um, but then at one point, SNK decided that they should consolidate their fighting game franchises, so they made the uh, they made the King of Fighters franchise, right. which took characters from both Fatal Fury and Art of Fighting, and like put them together along with some brand new characters in like an alternate universe setting. Right. Fatal Fury is not canon to King of Fighters, and vice versa, uh, which is why it's interesting that it's that the Terry announcement was Smash Bros Ultimate cross Fatal Fury, right. and not Smash Bros. cross King of Fighters.
1: When I think of the King of Fighters, or, you know, when I think of kind of that whole conglomerate of games and characters, yeah, I think that they kind of eventually, over time, evolved into this really interesting and kind of very execution-heavy fighting yeah. game franchise. Like, when I think of King of Fighters, what I immediately think of is, like, this is far and away the most difficult fighting game franchise for me to learn. Yeah. And I kind of admire it, in yes. a sense. Yeah, yeah, Like Because the people who put the time in and learn how to play King of Fighters make it look completely fucking effortless, <laughs> and I can't do any of the shit that they do.
0: Yeah, it's a very execution-heavy, very technical fighting game series. Yeah, Actually, another fun fact that I found out, um, Sakurai said in an interview once, that, <laughs> I saw this. Yeah, yeah, that the reason that Smash Bros. exists is because he was at an arcade, he was playing King of Fighters 95, and a couple, right, like, mm-hmm. a couple comes over, they'd never played King of Fighters before, uh, and they, they fight him in a match. Right. And he absolutely destroys <laughs> them in that match, and they're like, oh, oh, wow, well, thank you for the match, I don't know how to play fighting games. Right. And, like, he saw, like, you know, how much he crushed them. When like he beat them in King of Fighters ninety five that he was like, I want to make a fighting game that anyone can play.
1: <laughs> and now and now Smash Bros. exists five times over. Right. Um, uh, and the irony there, of course, is that Reggie Fizame cannot play Smash. <laughs> well, he's <laughs> we, not we there found anymore. the one. You know? <laughs> well maybe he could have played smash 64 right i doubt that too or maybe he could have played smash if he'd actually put any time in yeah learning maybe if he actually
0: like if if that televised match was not the first time he, he had ever up... played any smash yeah it seemed like uh yeah he just like he did a tatsumaki off the stage <laughs> he just like did a
1: Ryu spinning kick off the stage right. and
0: like killed himself
1: uh, but to get back to the topic at hand, yeah, that's that's kind of the history of Terry Bogard. He's a he, part of this long-running SNK franchise of fighting games. Yeah,
0: like, uh, yeah, he uh, he's 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 not always had that hat. There's this uh, there's this game in the Fatal Fury timeline called Garu Mark of the Wolves. Yes, that takes place at like the end of the timeline. One thing that's cool about Fatal Fury is that it's very like for a fighting game, it's very continuity heavy, right? Um, and like uh, like you know in in the Fatal Fury timeline, he has this rivalry with this character Geese Howard, who was mm-hmm. also in that opening, uh, like this, you know, the man without the shirt, and he was big and muscly, like on the tower. Yeah, yeah. uh huh. Like they're basically like bitter, bitter rivals. Like he's this big villain. Yeah. Um, and uh, and like I think Terry like kills Geese Howard at some point, and then in Garo Mark of the Wolves, it takes place like ten years after all that. Okay. And Terry is raised is like is training Geese Howard's son, Rock Howard. That's cool. I did not know that. That's so cool. Yeah, Rock Howard is, like, Terry's protege now. Okay. And he kind of has, like, a mix of, like, Geese's and Terry's moves. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. Another cool thing about Garu Mark of the Wolves is sometimes just, like, Google Garu Mark of the Wolves backgrounds. Oh, it has
0: some of the most gorgeous stages in fighting game history. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Insane.
0: Yeah, like, uh, and, like, the sprite work for the characters is also really good. Yeah. Uh, really, I'm glad Fatal Fury exists, because Garu Mark of the Wolves exists, thanks to (laughs) Fatal Fury. Right. Like, honestly, I haven't, like, I'm not too crazy about, like, the first few Fatal Fury games, Uh but but Garu Mark of the Wolves has some of, like, my favorite fighting game character designs. For example, there's Tizok, uh, this (laughs) this pro wrestler with, like, a bird head.
1: Right! uh, Yeah, yeah.
0: Who, uh... Who actually shows up in King of Fighters 14 later, um, but like, uh, but under a different personality. Like, right. Tizok is like his, his face wrestler personality, uh-huh. and he has a heel personality called the King of Dinosaurs, where <laughs> he trades out the bird mask for a dinosaur mask, and has like vicious dinosaur wrestling moves. Um,
1: so this is an interesting, uh, little franchise that
0: we have here. Yeah. I, I didn't even mention my favorite Garu character. All right. A man named Cush Nude Butt. You're looking at me like I'm, I'm like toying with you and I'm kidding, but that's a real character in, in Gary Mark of the Wolves.
1: I believe that you're not, but that does sound like a character that you would make. Up. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, just want you to know it, that. It
0: does. No. Cush Nude Butt is basically like, he's like if Dane Hibiki were actually like ripped and like, <laughs> he's, he's like an idiot, but he's also kind of a badass. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, well, look, the, the cast of Garu is great. Yes. Uh, and Fatal Fury, like, it, that's thanks to Fatal Fury, like, kind of building this continuity and then it paying off in Garu Mark of the Wolves. So I'm interesting to see how many nods to that will be in kind of DLC pack four. Right. I think it's got potential for some, for some cool nods and yeah. stuff. And Fatal Fury also has some cool characters, like, Terry's got this friend named ben Amaru, He's got like big, big, fucking uh-huh. tall, long. Like if if you if you stacked three of Gile's hair on top of each other, that's that's who ben Amaru is. Right. Yeah. And if if Gile didn't need anything, if
1: you just got real skinny. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You did also ask about Undertale, uh... <laughs> right? And uh I guess I'll just also say that um Undertale is a really interesting RPG, indie RPG. Yeah. Uh made by this very talented uh creator, Toby Fox. Uh huh. Um, and Sans is a central character in that game, uh, who has been very popular and kind of featured in many memes. Yeah, it's
0: it's kinda of wild that he is like that he's more popular than the protagonist. <laughs> right. Because like um because yeah, like in, in Undertale you, you never play as Sans, you right. know. Um he's just he's just an important character. Yes. Um and you know, you don't uh you don't really realize how important he is at the beginning. Um Right. But the ways in which he's important has made fans latch onto him a whole lot. Yes. And uh Sans is associated with one of the most iconic themes in the game, which is Megalovania. Yes. Um I think outside of Lore Stuff, Sans is also just like a really like Charming and funny character. Oh yeah! Like he, he just like in the game. A lot of what he does is just like make puns and jokes, right? And like, and, like he, he's just kind of like lazy and and laid back. And his brother is really high strung and they almost have like a like a comedy
1: duo thing going. Very Bert and Ernie. Yeah, yeah. very
0: Bert and Ernie. Yeah, yeah. Santa's cool, and Undertale is a cool game. It's uh, it's it's become one of my favorites. Really,
1: it yeah. uh. Like It's really um interesting and there's almost a sense in which it reminds me of like like I think that there are some creators who kind of like take uh, you know, an established medium and then they use it to kind of explore video game conventions in a way that's never really been done before. Yeah, that's that's a good analysis and like yeah, Toby
0: um like it's both like kind of a deconstruction of jrpgs but also a very good and fun jrpg to play yeah um and i yeah i pretty much recommend it to everyone and like really the less like the thing with undertale is the less you know about it uh the better an experience it is because it it really uh it so much of the experience is kind of how it surprises you
1: yeah and I will say that you know it's it's definitely a treat to kind of experience for the first time. I'm obviously not done experiencing it for the first time if you've right. been on my long dormant YouTube channel, yeah, you know that, but uh but yeah, there's just a lot of really fun moments where you a lot of like oh, you know, kind of moments where yeah. things click and you kind of realize what Toby Fox is doing, and, yeah. Uh, it's fun to experience that organically.
0: Yeah, and you can get that shit on your Switch, so yeah. so enjoy that shit. You know, you can get Fatal Fury on your Switch. Wow. Yeah, Look you can that. get you can get most Fatal Fury <laughs> and like old King of Fighters games on your Switch because cool. of the because of the Neo Geo system. Right. I don't know if Garu's available on there yet,
1: but if it is, you check it out. Yeah, if
0: it is, maybe I should pick it up. Oh, yeah,
1: Garu's really good. they will fight you in it if you pick it up. Yeah,
0: I I don't. The the Joy Cons are such a lame way to play fighting games. Yeah,
1: and you know i I don't love syncing up Joy Cons, multiple Joy Cons to the same Switch. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think part of it is just the way that we have our living room organized. Sure, because we have like kind of a like a TV stand. And yeah, the switch right now is on the very bottom of it, and you're and very, I'm very tall. Yeah, so. so it would involve me like getting down on my hands and knees. And, uh, that's <laughs>
0: that's right. I'm... Get
1: <laughs> get down on your hands and
0: knees so and I can play. beg to the switch <laughs> that you get
1: to play. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I uh, even so, even in spite of. The various limitations we've discussed. I'll fucking fight you in Mark of the Wolves. I'll Ooh, beat the okay. shit out of you. Cush nude butt is after your butt. Oh well, we just wait until I'm playing as Weird Eagle Man. <laughs> His name's <Tiz-Hawk>. Tits- Titshawk. Tits <laughs> Hawk.
0: No Anyway. Th- <laughs> thanks, Garrett. Thanks, man. i always always enjoy exploring video games. Yes. With you. And in general. Finally. Unsaxon fifty one on Twitter says, "Consider this my formal request, Sean. What is your favorite fish?"
1: <laughs> well, there's so many ways to answer that question. Unsaxon fifty one just fucking answer the question. Are we so. talking about my favorite fish to eat, <laughs> or my favorite fish in general? Now, if we're talking about aesthetics, if we're talking about behavior, if we're kind of taking, you know, the more wholesome view of what a fish is, I would have to say the lionfish. I think they're pretty cool. They're very pretty. uh, And I appreciate the fact that they are also deadly. Yeah. Yeah. If, on the other hand, you're talking about favorite fish to eat, salmon. Uh, I There are a lot of different fish that I like uh, I like swordfish but you know Eat too many of those you get mercury poisoning um, I like tuna but they are Kind of the white bread of fish um, <laughs> I like salmon Principally because my grandparents On my dad's side are from Kentucky and they're very good cooks And their signature dish Is salmon patties mm. and they're Delicious and every time I go Visit my grandparents I Enjoy consuming the salmon patties They have made So, Poppy and Peggy, I know you're not listening to this. I don't think you know what podcasts are, but if you do, and you are, thank you for the salmon patties that I have consumed throughout my life. Yeah, thanks, UnSaxon51, for your question. Thank you, UnSaxon51, for letting me wax poetical about my excellent grandparents.
0: (laughs) This is what happens... When you ask these questions.
1: So I hope you're happy with yourself. Their fried chicken is also excellent. (laughs) That's not even related to fish. It's delicious. And so are fish. Ding! (laughs) (laughs) If
0: you'd like to email us... Yep. You can do a Twitter, a Smashing Theory on Twitter. Follow us while you're there if you want. We make tweets. We do. And well, really, Daniel does. Yeah, I make. I tweets. don't.
1: It's kind of an open secret at this point that Daniel is the only one who ever posts on the Twitter yeah, account.
0: Yeah, I say we a lot, and I speak in the second, in the second party. But it's it's me. I'm right. I'm the one tweeting. Yep, Dan's the man. <laughs> and. uh and you can email us at a theory at gmail.com. If you'd like to know where else you can find us, uh, we have a Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Beep Boop Group. It's Beep Group because we do projects besides this. We're working on one right now. Yeah. And, uh, we're planning on launching it sometime in fall 2019. Um, if you back us on Patreon, uh, you can kind of, Find out more about that project uh-huh. because we're kind of we're kind of squeezing out little hints and stuff. Also, we just put up uh, some new Patreon exclusive bonus content called a smashing debate Marvel versus DC. Yeah, where I represent Marvel and Sean represents DC, and we pit the two
1: against each other with uh, my girlfriend Amy Lee as a moderator. We've done two of these so far, and I really love doing them, yeah, <laughs> I think they're really fun, yeah, you can
0: listen to that for one
1: dollar a month, yeah, and uh for the cost of really nothing because what costs one dollar <laughs> these days <yeah>. our shit <laughs> don't you you don't
0: you don't want our shit for a dollar um you want it for twenty dollars <laughs> no. <laughs> And if you wanna, if you wanna back it like five bucks a month, uh, you get some really cool stuff there too, like Discord access. Yeah, come hang out with us. Yeah, hang with your boys DNS. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and you know, s- every
1: uh, now and again, we'll drop little hints in the Discord about uh, what our next project is that nobody else knows about. And
0: also, the five dollar level has cut content and uh, and stuff like podcasts for pilots. <laughs> podcast podcast for pilots welcome to plane welcome to American Pod.
1: Airlines cast <laughs> and only pilots
0: <laughs> pilots for podcasts that uh that we never that we never ended up following through on and therefore the only way to listen to those is on
1: our patreon you could say that our patreon is a podcast graveyard <laughs> I would don't say that. That's not true. But there are some pilots on there from shows that are dead. (laughs) And
0: if you don't want to see us in a graveyard, please consider (laughs) contributing.
1: The podcast graveyard is really, it's a part of Beat Boob Group if it were like a town. Yeah. You know, it's, it's off to the side.
0: Sure. Anyway, next time on A Smashing Theory. You already know. Yeah. Special thanks. What was, what was? Yeah. Next time on the Smashing Theory. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Next time on the Smashing Theory. More DLC fighters now in development. We're just gonna talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. We, yeah. Um. So if you have stuff to say about that, uh, send us an email. Send us a tweet. Mm-hmm. Um. Send us one of either and not both.
1: Mm, or both. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think I think that can happen for one more episode and still be funny to me and it'll be done with that gag. Well, not me. <laughs> and uh and we'll feature our favorites on the podcast. Yeah. Um but yeah, we'll uh we'll we'll see everybody in a couple weeks with Like, with the whole thing, because we'll we'll have to take apart our current predictions and rebuild new ones based on the new knowledge that we have.
1: (laughs) Right. It'll be an interesting time. Yes, so stay tuned, uh, and see you soon. And in the meantime, more Smashing Times now in development. I hope you have them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bye. Bye. Special thanks! Mm, special thanks. Special thanks to Lonold. Thank you so much, Lonald, for all you do in this wide world.
0: Lonold, I don't know if you play Smash. If you want to play Smash, you can play some Smash. Yeah. Special thanks to Nymph. Thank you, Nymph. Nymph, how do you feel about Terry Bogard? Yeah.
1: How, how do you feel? How you doing?
0: My guess is that Nymph... Would not really know much about Fatal Fury, but think that Terry is daddy material.
1: <laughs> my guess is that Nymph is feeling fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: special thanks to my girlfriend, Amy Lee. Ah, uh, thank you, Amy Lee. Congratulations on Get a New Job. Yes. I'm really proud of you. Yeah. And also, I'm excited because you are a main player in our upcoming podcast project. And what we've already recorded for it, Makes me confident
1: that it will be great. This is starting to feel like that episode of My Brother, My Brother and Me, the TV series, where they pretend there's an alternate reality game that they're launching. And so just every now and again, like, Griffin will, like, lift up his shirt and there will be, like, a weird number or symbol (laughs) on his (laughs) stomach or, like, Uh you know, just, like, splice something in. But it's like that, but with our cool project, yeah, it's happening.
0: Cool project's real,
1: yeah. Or is it? It's not an AR game. Special thanks. It's an R game because it's going to be in reality. Special th- soon.
0: <laughs> special thanks to
1: Leo. <laughs> It was just you screaming raspily. I would want you to know that I expelled so much air when I was doing that, that I I got kind of winded. Serves you It was, right. it was like a lot. There's it was, it was much more air than you would think. No, that's like
0: as that. much air as I would think, because I saw you open your mouth so <laughs> wide that you can stick like two subs in there.
1: I would love to do that, by the way. <laughs> If anybody ever feels like giving me two subs, I'll eat them simultaneously. Don't make
0: a lion noise
1: while you're shoving two subs in your mouth. Maybe like a turkey and an Italian. That'd be pretty good. Combined. Thanks, Leo. Thanks, Leo.
0: Special thanks to Mr.
1: Cool Red Luigi. Woohoo! Yeah! It's a Mario time, but I'm cool, I'm a Red, and I'm a Luigi.
0: Mr. Cool Luigi, Woohoo! I still think your joke about Ken with a baseball hat was funny.
2: <laughs> yeah. And
0: accurate. You know, uh, I really love that meme, actually, where, like, someone was like, Terry's just a jacked Pokemon trainer." You've seen that meme?
1: <laughs> uh, I haven't, but I agree. Yeah.
0: Also, a mini special thanks to Garrett D. You won't officially be a part of this tier until October, but... But you, you backed us at this tier specifically because we roasted you last episode, and I think that's really great.
1: Yeah, thanks, Garrett D. Yeah. And I hope that roast didn't burn too much. What? You hope it burned too much? I, said, I hope that roast didn't burn too much. It sounded like you said, I hope
0: that roast didn't burn too much. <laughs> and not even with like... ED. It's not like you said, I hope that roast didn't burn too much. Like, it's...
1: <laughs> you have no faith in me as a human being. <laughs> Do you have thought that I said that? <laughs> I-
0: it's not that I don't have faith in, y- in your humanity. I just have faith in my ears. <laughs> um, you know, I'll- obviously I'll hear what What that's like in the replay and let you know. But anyway, preliminary thanks to Garrett. Looking
1: forward to thanking you more in October and forward. Yes, preliminary thanks.
0: Special thanks to all of our patrons. If you want special thanks from us also, you can back us at the $20 or higher tier on patreon.com slash beep group. And you can have a wonderful experience like all of our patrons are clearly having.
1: Yes. I mean, they're still backing us. That's got to count for something. It, it's
0: gotta, right? <laughs> like, like, why are they still here? I'm really great. Don't grateful. ask that question. <laughs> You're right, Maybe They'll ask it. No, no.
1: It's fine. We're good. Everything's yeah, great. Yeah, you love being here. <laughs> you love it. Special thanks. Special thanks. Bye. Bye.